Hello, Patreon patrons, and welcome to the A Better Way to A No, this is a regular episode, live. Andrew. What? This is going to be a regular episode. They're just here to oh, hang yeah. out with us and talk oh, to us and stuff. Okay, okay, okay. Um, welcome, everyone, shit. to the A Better Way to A podcast. We are your hosts, Jordan and Andrew, and today we have a special episode. We have our Patreon patrons, Very special. some of them, the coolest ones, hanging <laughs> out with us in the chat. And we are going to involve them in the show in one way or another, figure out kind of what we're going to do as we do it. We have a couple cool things we want to talk about. And um, this episode is just going to go the way that you expect it to go, which is extremely professional, (laughs) on track, and uh, completely intentional. So we've taken detailed notes and planned out the whole episode in advance um, yeah like every very episode methodically this is actually not much different as far as our preparation goes uh <laughs> compared to some of the guests that we've had on where we've been absolutely and blissfully unprepared um yeah oh so you know max texted something but it showed up at the well whatever we'll figure that out um Max, that's a good question. We'll get to that. Yeah, let's get. No, yeah, let's, let's actually. His we'll, phone's dying. His phone's dying. So let's get it right now. Okay. What I want to know is right, if right. you could pick three of your past guests to go on a cross country road trip on, who would they be, and why are they Carl, tactical girlfriend, and deviant Olaf? <laughs> <laughs> that I mean, you're not too far off. I I don't know. I mean, Carl and deviant would definitely be in my top two. I've well, never hung like, out okay. with Tactical Girlfriend, so I don't know how she'd be in a car for like 30 hours. You know, that's just, that's, that's not when you want to learn about someone. I think the advantage to that group is that there's sort of a built-in uh, rapport there. So it's not like you've got like four people that have never spoken to each other. You know, it, it can be kind of hard being the odd man out with, in, you know, like with an in-group. But I feel like they're at least friendly and inclusive enough that like, you know, they'd let you in on jokes and... You know, you could, you could, you could become yeah. through, through hardship and, and through, through, um, you know, your contributions, uh, you could be, become part of the gang, you know? Uh, and I think that, that, that's a, that's a good place to start compared to like, you know, three random guys. For sure. I think, I think hanging out with Clay, uh, firing device, electrical M57 and, yeah. uh, PSR. Oh, he'd be a good road trip partner for sure. Yeah. Yeah, both of them. I think Clay would absolutely be awesome, and uh, I think PSR would be a would be a shoe in. Um, top three is tough though, because that's like a, that's a solid group right there, and I feel like if we interchanged <laughs> any one of them, it would be as equal as a good time. So, um, that was a good question straight off the bat right there. But uh, yeah, just in case your phone dies, that's our answer for you. All right. So you went to the Oyster Festival. Can you tell us what that is, Jordan? Can you just yeah, explain, let me the explain to you what this is? Because I realized when I made that video the other day telling people that I went to the Oyster Festival, for somebody who doesn't know what that is, it just sounds like this goofy thing. And it's, I mean, it's all goofy. Like everything we do is goofy. It's just, you know, it's what you make and of it. And let's be clear it's not an Oyster Festival, it's the Oyster Festival. The Oyster Festival, the Milford, Connecticut Oyster Festival, the only one. Um, and. Essentially what it is, is they've done it for as long as I've been alive. It's, it's this massive festival in downtown Milford, Connecticut. 
where they closed down the entire downtown and and then some. There's got to be, I mean, there, there's easily tens of thousands of people that show up to this. And I've always gone as a uh, patron, but I've never gone as a vendor. And I wanted to check it out, you know, with the whole, uh, the A Better Way to a Gang. And um, just give it a go. See what, see what was going to happen there. And it went very well. I, I went into it with an open mind because Milford, I couldn't really explain all this in a uh, quickish video and maintain everyone's attention while I was reel. trying to make it succinct. But what was that? In a reel? Yeah. I mean, well, it was like a four and a half minute reel, but um, Milford is, Milford's a really nice city. I, I grew up there. Um, it's very like other cities, I think. It's, it's like the way I like to look at it is kind of like any town USA. There's like 60,000 people there. Um, very diverse as far as like socioeconomic backgrounds, uh, races. I mean, it's there's like you've got every kind of group of people. You've got jocks. You've got like it's there's a sports program, good music program in the high school. Um, there's a technical school like the next town over. So there's a bunch of like technical mechanic type people that uh, I wanted to go to that school, but my mom wouldn't let me. Anyway, um, if you're listening to this, mom. Uh, and it, it's, it's a very like, I don't want to call it generic, but it's, but there, it kind of covers all the bases as far as the city goes. It's not a major metropolitan city like, like Pittsburgh or New York or anything like that. Um, so you don't have a lot of the issues that you get in big cities like that, but it's, you've got conservatives, you've got liberals, you've got like a ton of liberals. It's a coastal city. It's a coastal Connecticut city. So when you think of that, you think of like, I don't know, a bunch of people wearing like Sperry's and Vineyard Vines and, and not that there's anything wrong with that. I love my Sperry's, but, um, yeah, I used to wear Sperry's. I still have Sperry's. I love them. Um, it's hard in the heat though. The, the smell gets real bad. You, we've talked about this before. I've never had stinky feet and Sperry's before and you've got, well, a you don't live foot in Texas, issue. Bud. You've got a stinky foot issue. Nah, dude, it's it's the sweat. It's the sweat from uh, from the heat here. Yeah, you don't, you don't sweat so much you that you think you think that you understand heat, but you're not. You're I not understand there. heat. I was I was in the Mojave Desert. I sweat so much it turned my clothes orange. Anyway, back to you know, <laughs> patrolling the Mojave almost makes you wish for a nuclear winter. Yeah, true story. Um. So it's a very diverse city, but there's a lot of uh, there's there's a lot of like. NIMBY liberal types there. So I was like, well, we're probably going to get some flack when we show up. Um, I really wasn't expecting a ton of flack from the conservative end just because while there are a decent amount of conservatives there, they're, they're not as like, uh, I shouldn't, I don't know if I want to say opinionated, but, um, yeah, I don't know. They don't seem to be as loud, but, uh, but they're there definitely. And, um, when we went there, it was it was an overwhelmingly positive experience. So going into this, you know, you spend a ton of time on the internet. I do. Um, and you kind of get this sort of um, expectation of society based on the interactions you have with people on the internet. And luckily for me, overall, my interactions are very positive because I get to talk to people like you. But every once in a while and 
like we've said before, the reason we have our comments only open to followers now is because you get the the shitty ones also who just like to scream and, you know, hurl slurs in the comments section and harass people. And so you kind of are are like led to believe that there's that even split or that things come in waves like that. And um, I, I got to tell you, I, I did not have that. And it was extremely refreshing. We had... So just just to refresh, it was myself. I was there for the first probably three hours, um, and then Clara from ATW Firearms showed up, and then fucking Eddie from the UK. Uh, Eddie is the guy who we did the fundraiser <laughs> for when he was doing um, humanitarian work in Ukraine. Shows up, so he's been working in Rhode Island. He was like, "Oh, I'll try to get there." And uh, I was, I'm not going to do a British accent. <laughs> yeah, but in a British no, accent. No, I, I stopped. I, I bailed halfway. I was like, I'm not going to do them like that. Um, <laughs> oh, you got a license for that accent. <laughs> um, he showed up. And I was like, I, li- I was talking to somebody and I just dipped immediately. I ran over to him, gave him a big hug. But um, so it was the three of us. It was hilarious watching him. He, he came in like f- a fluid motion. And people were asking him questions, and at first he was like, I don't work here, I'm just standing behind the the table. And then after a while, when he could see I was busy and Clara was busy, he would just start talking to people and be like, yeah, so they're they're doing this uh, and they're yeah. doing this. And I was like, hell yeah, man, kick it. Um, But so we had very few um, negative interactions. Our first negative interaction wasn't even really an interaction, I would say. Um, it was just Clara and I. And, uh, and first of all, the Oyster Festival staff was phenomenal. Before I even start, I was kind of expecting when they asked me what kind of business a Better Way 2A was for them to just be like, no, we're not going to do it. Um, but there was no flack whatsoever. So, and they, they were huge help setting up, uh, the lady's name I was talking to was Kathy and she was amazing. Um, but so, yeah, we were, it was Clara and I, and we were behind the tent talking to someone. And this lady, this elderly woman did like a drive-by insult where she was just walking at like the, or her speed. Um, and she just shouted out, we have the right not to be shot. And my first, the only thing I could think of saying was, you're right, you do. And she didn't even stop. She didn't, she didn't make eye contact again and that was really it that was the extent of that interaction well yeah because she probably didn't want she didn't want any pushback she wasn't ready for any kind of pushback it was just like she wanted to say her thing and then like oh dip out yeah exactly um and i was kind of like it kind of took me off guard because we were on a roll we were having such a good time and i knew i actually thought we were going to have more interactions like that the second interaction was was more involved um, it was another anti-gun guy, but he had come in and he had asked kind of suspiciously, like, what is this? And, um, I started explaining to him, I said, you know, uh, better way to A's whole goal is to make the gun community more accepting and welcoming to people of different backgrounds. And that was like the TLDR kind of thing. I was saying the people who didn't seem like they were really, really, um, wanted to stick Vibing. around and. Yeah, so I would just be like, yeah, we're trying to make the gun community better for everybody. And um, he immediately followed up with, um, do you own one of those? And he pointed to the picture on the logo of the AK. And uh, I said, no, I don't, I don't have an AK. 
And Clara said, I do. And, uh, or she doesn't anymore because she moved to Connecticut, unfortunately. But, um, and he said, do you, do you, you can't use that to hunt. Do you need that to hunt? You can't, you can't use one of those to hunt. And, Rod um, pigs, maybe. Dude, why do I already have <laughs> spiders here? Sorry, guys. This is why you need the AK. I'm immediately paranoid. I'm immediately. <laughs> it's not. I just killed it with the microphone wire. Um, with the wire? <laughs> Did you whip it? No, I smushed it with my thumb on the <laughs> wire so I didn't have to touch it. Um, <laughs> the chat's doing that weird thing again. Anyway, where's the spray paint? <laughs> um, <laughs> it's gone. I'm just. Now I'm all thrown off. I'm off my roll. Um, okay, what were we? What were we saying? Can yeah. So this guy was like, we this guy was like, you can't hunt with an AK. To which Claire yes, responded right. with, yes, you can. And he did one of these like, and then kind of walked away. And that was again, that was the extent of that interaction. So I would say two people out of the, and we had another guy who told Claire that he didn't agree with the LGBTQ lifestyle. He didn't say LGBTQ. I think he said gay oh. or trans. He said he didn't agree with the lifestyle and Clara took it in stride and she was just, she just said like, yeah, well, uh, I forget what she said exactly, but she just, she just kept talking about how the guns, like we have to make the community better. And, um, and when I asked her about it afterwards, she had said that, uh, cause she was doing more talking to him than I was. And I was like, oh, it's kind of weird that he said something like that. He, she explained that he was actually more of a classic conservative and they they were vibing like with he was totally down with the gun rights thing and uh like gun rights for everybody and that was kind of like the caveat that was just added there which is weird to say obviously you know you don't it's like hey yeah, yeah i like, agree what that, that, they, what, <laughs> what that i don't agree with the lgbtq lifestyle you're fine well you that's can people exist, but just yeah. the way you live I exactly don't, uh. and usually when people say that it's 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 a it's a pretty glaring admission that they don't believe that they are that they believe it's like a choice still that they're it's still like on that mindset gay as long as you just like never fuck a dude <laughs> yeah that's the lifestyle part of it you <laughs> yeah, know that's the lifestyle having part. a really well organized home situation yes <laughs> <laughs> okay now that's a stereotype yeah. listen i've known some messy gay dudes for sure for sure um <laughs> Name one. Sorry. Name one. Name, name one, one messy gay guy. Name. I can't. I don't. I can't. I was. I didn't come I'm prepared. Sure I've met them. <laughs> As I was saying, yeah. So overall, you know, besides that weird guy and the two weird um, interactions with the anti-gun liberals, it was a, it was a, like a, a very positive experience, and I walked away from it thinking, I, I walked away from it feeling motivated that. Um, because sometimes it feels like you're fighting an uphill battle. You spend a lot of time online and oh, it yeah. feels like, especially when you make yourself like a lightning rod for like, uh, you know, discourse. Yeah. Discourse, which is essentially just people quoting suicide statistics in the chat. But, um, I just realized my mountain of boxes is in frame. It's like a box. Oh, okay. That's fine. It's not bad. As long as nobody sees that it's like. 15 of your hand drawn sketch of, of Black Panthers in the no, 
Oh, yeah, yeah, that, yeah. So I thought you were going to say the thing um, Panther City Tactical sent me. No, what's that? that? I didn't show you this? What's in the box? Okay, no, wait, yeah. hold on. Hold on, let me go get it, let me go get it. All right, so clearly this is how uh, most of our episodes go, where one of us is uh, talking about something, gets derailed by the other one, and then we keep going. There is something going on in the chat right now where, oh, yeah, just came in and said, yeah, in all capital letters. Thanks for uh, coming in. We're super happy you're here. Still don't know. Sorry to... um, for those listening at home, we have a chat going on in the sidebar right now where everyone can kind of talk amongst themselves, and uh, it is just constantly glitching out. There is, um, it's, it's real fun, but Andrew's back. I've been stalling this whole time. Please help no, me, Andrew. <laughs> no condoms forever, whatever they said on Black Panther. All right. Black, Black Panther. <laughs> okay. So, Panther City Tactical, friend of the page, sent us, you're going to have to, um, Describe this maybe for for the listeners, or maybe just keep it a secret. If you want to see um, cool stuff like this, join the Patreon, join the recording. You know, yeah. have fun. But I, I I I put on the um the order details to draw something mildly unsettling or upsetting on the <laughs> on the box, and uh, <laughs> this is what he came up with. I haven't even opened it yet because I'm like I can't even bring myself to to wait. Cut you don't know what's this. in it. No, I know what's in it. I ordered from his store. I just, okay. I, I don't haven't like used it. It's um Surefire Breaks. Oh but, neat. Yeah. But um you know I That just, is definitely mildly unsettling. Yeah. It's a face. <laughs> a For those that don't know, it's it's a <laughs> and face. this is what I saw. This is the side that I saw when I opened my package drop. Awesome. So that's it's probably <laughs> banana. Yeah, it's not just a face. It looks like a face that's peering into your that just watched you do something inappropriate and then you locked <laughs> and, eyes and with them it. in public and they know that you they want you to know that they know. And the, and that they enjoyed it and they want you to do it again. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> it's a really good uh it's a really good description, Andrew. I appreciate that. Yeah, you're welcome. Um also a quick note about uh hunting with an AK. Um uh, the seven six two by whatever the the Russian round is actually ballistically really similar to thirty thirty, so use that knowledge as you will. You can you can bring that up in debate with the uh, weird anti gunners that think that you want to hunt with an AK. You know, it's actually really similar to the three oh eight round. Yeah, there you go. You know, given that they are all um, <laughs> how you say thirty caliber. <laughs> <laughs> that was I was being a I don't know. Anyway, um, this is what happens when I try too hard to be funny. Andrew usually <laughs> comes out and asks me if I thought it was going to be funny when I said it. Is that funny in your I, head? I that, it's not. Do you think that was going to go well? No. Yes, I did. But you know what? That's, that doesn't <laughs> stop me. I, enjoy, um, I, I, yeah, I appreciate you, bud. Even when you. they don't land, you're still... I just love talking to you. I, I just love hanging out with you. Yeah, I love it. I love it. Um... So Andrew, right, so you got a few, you got a few naysayers at the, uh, yeah. but mostly interacting with real human beings offline was actually very good. It was, um, I don't know why I'm typing ha ha in the chat. I can see me laugh when I say something. <laughs> That's really funny. 
Uh, somebody in the chat said, I, I finally get the jokes when I could see the mustache live, and I felt the need to type ha-ha in the chat right after I left. Um, yeah. What'd you say, Andrew? <laughs> that interacting with real people not online was actually really refreshing. It's great. It, it's great. And I, I really think, you know, I did I did make the caveat in the video that I think it depends on where you are regionally, the the ratio you're going to get to, to shitty shitty beliefs to decent beliefs. But, um, or at least maybe people who are willing to talk and understand versus people who aren't. And, uh, but I think overall we get this weird, kind of like how we live in the safest time period ever right now in the U.S., but the majority of the population, uh, I think it was a, a Gallup poll a year ago or two years ago, 68% of the population think that we live in a more violent time now than we ever have because of perception. And I think oftentimes somebody could, it could be wrong. It's not Gallup, but it's 68% of like one of the Pew, it might be. Um, I think people get this misconception that the real world is like the internet. And I don't blame them because it's people behind these names, behind these pages on, on, on line. But, we also have to realize that Instagram, Meta, Facebook, whatever you want to say it, the algorithm is set up to show you contra things that are controversial to you and things that you like. So naturally, there are going to be people who think that our views are controversial who are going to show up and start spewing their opinions that don't necessarily vibe well with the rest of ours. That doesn't happen in real life. People are random for the most part. I mean, unless you start talking into... Uh, the, the study of people and how people of similar beliefs group together and, and things like that in, in smaller areas. But um, there otherwise, for the most part, real life is random. You know, you're not going to say something in the morning as you walk out of the house and then get bombarded with people making comments about it all day. It, it's not how it works. And, and I think that most people are not going to be as bold as they are online. Um, because if that was the case, we would have, I guarantee you, there were more people who disagreed with us than came up and told us they disagreed with us. But because you have to look at the person's face. And uh, I, I definitely, I, I think for, for anyone kind of falling down the rabbit hole that might be thinking that they don't want to go out and train, that they don't want to go out and take a class, for one reason or another, because of a negative experience that they might have perceived or, or had online, I think going out and and taking that first step is going to be crazy beneficial to you because odds are you're going to realize that it's not actually like that. Yeah, or or that if those people are out there, there's a lot more friction. There's a lot more friction between, you know, them thinking a thing and saying the thing to you than there is online. Exactly. It really costs it really costs somebody nothing to say something ugly online. Um, but it can, it can be very, um, it can be very taxing if you're like a normal human being and not a psychopath to like harass people in the real world. Yeah, for sure. It's, it takes, it takes a lot of energy. It takes a lot of energy to just like do that. Yeah. I work with people like that or like two people maybe, but yeah, no, I, I wonder how people like that live throughout the day, you know, aside from just being, unless you're just born a sociopath and, and enjoy making other people miserable. Most people. People are pack animals. People like to make other people happy because then they get that 
happiness back. It gets reciprocated and you get your pack and, and everybody feels warm and fuzzy and good You're stuff. part of my pack, Jordan. Thank you, Andrew. You're part of my pack. I was a wolf pack of one. Are we a wolf pack? Now, could it be another more lone like a bear. wolf? <laughs> Can we be a wolf pack of two? <laughs> you guys in the chat are all that invited was... to our wolf pack. Yes, of course. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the real world is a series of tubes. I don't know who said that, but the chat's doing it. Quacktar is stuck at the bottom again, but <laughs> everybody else future, is all man. I don't understand. This is great. We're having fun. Um, <laughs> Andrew, I want to assure you that I am having fun. <laughs> mandatory fun right now. Yeah, everyone's no, involved. But, but that uh, that really tracks with my experience too. Um, I feel like even with someone who genuinely disagrees, I feel like a good faith conversation is a lot easier in person too. Um, you know, for the reasons that 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 you suggested, then then also I think just because um people can read your tone a lot better um and moderate their own tone a lot better i think um you know when it's like two people that can like smell each other's breath you know what i mean like <laughs> you know it's like uh yeah. it's not this like cold experience of like arguing online and you see that you see the way i behave online also you know i'm a very different person in the comments andrew made a separate instagram account so he <laughs> could behave naturally on his in his internet space yeah. Because he was saying things to people, just people who deserved it, but just yeah. awful, awful, humiliating things to people. And he was like, I've got pictures of my kid on here. I can't be doing that because people are crazy. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> yeah, it was bear poke supreme. Yeah, exactly. That was, uh, Andrew was, Andrew would constantly send us messages in our group chat that we have telling us that he was making friends when he would just drag somebody for something they said. Um, so yeah, it's a, it's a good thing that you do that, but yeah, most people aren't like that. Most people don't say I don't do, what I don't do that in person. Uh, no, exactly. I, can be kind of, I can be kind of a mean girl sometimes. It, well, but that being said, uh, but, like know. if somebody were to say some of these things that people say on our comments in public, I think I would say something mean back because I feel like when you're saying something like, like that like, in public, please leave. yeah, first of all, like if you're saying some of the, most things that people say in the comments section aren't said in public unless they're carrying a sign. You're you right. Know? <laughs> Unless they're surrounded by other large yeah. dudes in masks that also think that thing. Exactly. It's not something you say like in passing at a Starbucks, like, hey, uh, yeah, I'll get a large cappuccino, frappuccino, whatever. And then the dude sitting next to you, like, hey, uh All trans people I mean, should be hung or something like that. You know? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Jeez. Man, I was trying <laughs> to come up with something like, a little less <laughs> fucked up well, no, right off the, the bat shit. there. <laughs> it's like you know, I, I don't know. Well, man. Okay, it's... no, like the thing that like uh, uh, Garantham and admin results were talking about, about uh, FBI crime statistics and Sweden and and uh, crime rate there. David Hogg said something along the lines of uh, Sweden has guns and they don't have nearly the crime rate that we do. And admin results are Garantham. I forget. One of them said, yeah, like, uh, hey, maybe the FBI crime statistics. The statistics are, will explain that. Or oh, no, he said there's there's one other difference. Uh, and yeah. Of course, Grantham meant that Sweden is mostly white people, and he you know, was implying that it's it's the black people uh, yeah. that are crime. You wouldn't say crime. something like that randomly to somebody in Starbucks, is what I'm saying. You'd say that online, though, <laughs> like, when hey, you, know, you know like a bunch <laughs> of people who jerk you off are listening and watching and, and reading what you, what you type. I might say that in Starbucks if somebody was there to... Never mind. If somebody was jerking me <laughs> off, I could I wouldn't say that. A, I wouldn't say that. I would say something. I might say. 
equally controversial, but not as offensive. Yeah. Um, the only person who would ever do that would be my wife. I love my <laughs> wife very much. <laughs> anyway, my mom listens to this podcast, Andrew. Cut it out. Behave. She's so sweet. She's somebody said, which Starbucks do you go to? I don't go to the Starbucks that they go to. I don't even go. I very rarely go to Starbucks. There's one on my way to work, but it's it's in the opposite direction. I have to be I have to be uh, there has to be a reason for it. Otherwise, I just get coffee at work. Anyway, that's I'm sure that's what you wanted to know. You want to know which specific Starbucks I went to? I go to. No, he said no. He's not asking you specifically. It's like it's like a response to like, oh, you wouldn't hear that at Starbucks. And he's like, yes. What Starbucks? Oh, okay, do you go okay, to? okay. He said boring when I said I don't usually go to Starbucks or something like that. I was like, are you? Were you hoping to meet me there? But uh, I mean, I'll meet you at a Starbucks, Timothy. I know. What, we're what, gonna uh, guys. For those who don't know, yeah. Andrew and I have never met in person. Yeah, it's true. And uh, he just you know we've we've talked about this many times before how we how we linked up and started this, but um. We're meeting for the first time in October, October this month, in this year. Because I got him invited to my friend's wedding. Uh, your friend invited me to his wedding. <laughs> That's what I was going to say is I had no idea you were even invited to it. It was so good. So this group chat that we're in, which we have created purely out of our desire for our friends to be around cool people. Uh, it was just Andrew and I on Signal for a while. And my two dads finally meeting. <laughs> oh man, yeah, we're gonna have a loving embrace for sure. Um, and uh, it was just Andrew and I in the signal chat, and then he was like, "Hey, do you mind if I invite my uh, my friend Kenny?" And I said, "Yeah, sure." And I think Andrew said some kind of some kind of uh, you know some kind of bullshit. review. He was like, "Yeah, he's a good guy. You'll like him. He's funny." And I thought uh, he was really funny, and. Uh, I was Jordan like, you know said, who you're going to- I gonna... also have a friend. I also have a funny friend. And uh, be funny, funny guy. And uh, invited my friend Josh. And it's the four of us. It's been the four of us in this group chat for I don't know how long now. And I'm only friends with this guy, Kenny, through Andrew. And my wife and I got invited to his wedding. So it's uh, it's been really cool. Just goes to show what being nice online can get you. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. We were, By the way, it was so funny. Probably a week before- he invited us. We've gone to so many fucking weddings in the last couple of years because my wife has a very large friend group. I shouldn't say very large friend group. Her friend group is like a sitcom where they're the only ones who hang out with each other and they hang out with each other all the time. So like if it's it's a it's a group of like six or seven girls and uh, they all hang out. They don't have like a branch off of other friends, really. They they probably do, but they don't ever invite them into the group. It's just this group. And she has two of those, two separate, distinct groups of friends who they're all very close with. So when one of them would get married, that whole group was bridesmaids. And one of them was a maid of honor. And you've got like two groups of six, five to six friends. That's a lot of weddings to go to, a lot of weddings to be in. So we were like, the last one just got married. And we were, were almost, we have like one left. And we were like, oh, we're so done. We're almost done with weddings altogether. And then we just have funerals after this. And <laughs> we didn't say that. Um, That's so sad. And then we got, we got Kenny's invite. And I was like, you know what? I'm making an exception for this one. This is what I'm going to be excited for. So it'll be a good time, I think. I know. I know it'll be a good time. 
I believe you. Andrew said I better get a suit that fits or else he's going to shame me. I said that to you? You said so- yeah, you said something like that. You were like you better get a suit that fits you fucking idiot or something like that. <laughs> what? When yeah, did I say you were that? like that's you dirt- terrible. What you a said, terrible you thing. You said to you say. better get a suit like I had like I had given you reason to believe this would ever be a thing. You were like you better get a suit that fits you dumb shit. I, what are you talking about? I don't remember saying that. <laughs> you said the first part, and then you followed up with something. I don't remember what exactly it was, but it was like, you better get... You, you're completely oh disorganized. Feel, you better get a suit that fits. Oh, my God. I feel like... I feel so terrible. I can't believe I would say something like that. No, I was like, wow, I've my... never, I have a suit that fits, Andrew. <laughs> uh, there's been a few times in my life where someone's like, yeah, you said this really out-of-pocket thing, and I'm like, I have no memory of that. I blacked out once in my life. <laughs> this is a true story. I used to work at this place called Cycle Gear. It uh, Psycho Gear? Cycle Gear. Motorcycle Cycle gear. gear. It was a motorcycle parts store. We sold motorcycle parts and gear. Um, and I would drive around the country and help them set up new stores. And I don't know what this person did, but this this woman that we hired... Uh, was just like, oh man, she rubbed me the wrong way. She ended up being a really good employee and and person, but at the time, like she just, I'm not an authoritative person, so I don't think I was ever like do this, do that, you know. I I just I don't know what it was, but she was. I think she was talking back to something. I'm I'm really sounding like an asshole here, but. Um, yeah, she was this great person. She was this great, great person. One yeah, time talking I... back. Yeah, no, I don't even know what it was. It was, but it was something like it was an incredibly stressful week. And I just, I literally have a gap in time where it was her kind of looking at me funny. And then my boss with this like smiling slash surprised look on his face. And then he just went, what the fuck, dude? And I was like, what? And he's like, I, like, what the fuck, dude? And it ended up being this thing. I guess I just, I I went off on this lady and don't have any recollection of it whatsoever. So I hope it wasn't bad. Were you you disciplined? Was I disciplined? Yeah. Like, was there, was there consequences? No, what I, what I said was had merit. I was in the right. Yeah, so, so it doesn't yeah. matter that you went off on her in a, uh, at a workplace. As it long wasn't as in right. public. It was in the back room. I remember okay. where it was, right. but it wasn't like in front of customers or anything. But I remember, I remember being angry, and then I, re- I don't remember at all what I said. And it's super weird because I thought I had brain cancer or something like that <laughs> because I have a cyst in my head, but it's not. It's benign. So I was like, well, this is it. This is it. This is when the symptoms, this is, I'm getting taken out, you know. <laughs> Not yet. Not yet. But I thought so. So anyway, that's uh, you know, off topic, but Well, kind if, of on topic. Talking about trying to trying to be nice to people in person. Yeah, to be fair, I wasn't an asshole for no reason, which is why I didn't get in trouble for going off on this person. <laughs> um yeah, I just it, like I'm at a stage in my life where I'm like, imagine yelling at someone. Like how how sad is that? I you hate know? it. <laughs> like <laughs> I'm not mean to anybody. Like it's I, there are people who I work with who would be so easy to be mean to, but I'm, but I, I just don't feel like it, it, putting in the energy. It is you energy, know? isn't it? Just take it's some work. It's totally energy. I, 
I remember. So I used to. I'm probably I'm probably lie, exposing dude. myself a little bit here, but I used to I used to have a bit of a road rage issue. Uh oh. And I don't know what it, I was just immature. You know, I was like. People get fired up on the road, dude. It's crazy. Uh, it's yeah, crazy. It's, it's People be acting crazy out there. And there's, you know what it is? It's a lack of perspective. Because I'll tell you what, you don't have road rage once you start carrying a gun. Some people do. I shouldn't say that. <laughs> right, I was going to say. Some people do. Some people have acted crazy after, uh, you know, road rage. That one guy who shot at the car because somebody threw a water bottle at him. Yeah, but that anyway, was nuts. That wasn't I can't me. believe that guy got off. He got off? Yeah, they let him go. Oh, my God. Yeah, acquitted. That's, that's, I think that's bullshit, but that's you know, crazy. Yeah, you endangered so many. I think it was like so Florida or something. That place is wild. Yeah, Florida man strikes again. But uh, yeah, I would just so I, part of it was because I rode a motorcycle and was used to just people being dicks. And then you realize that most people don't mean it. Most people don't see you, and it's not that they're being intentionally assholeish. They're just they made a mistake. And I think that change of perspective really opens up your your eyes to how you assess situations and you stop looking at things as like Hanlon's razor. I love Hanlon's razor. Don't attribute to malice. What could be attributed to ignorance. And it's something that I keep in the forefront of my mind as often as possible, because whenever I'm about to get upset with someone over something they said, I first think if it's possible that they just don't know what the fuck they're talking about. <laughs> and in most yeah, cases, right. <laughs> there's, there's a large percentage of, of people out there who just talk out their ass and aren't actually bad people. Oh, no, he's stupid. Yeah. <laughs> oh. <laughs> like, it makes you feel, instead of getting angry, it's like... <laughs> Not stupid, just doesn't know. Yeah, ignorant. I like The word Ign- ignorant, ignorant, because ignorance can be fixed. It can be. Sometimes. If you're just... If you're just intentionally an asshole, then that takes a little bit more work. But do you ever call for, someone an ignoramus? Uh, not out of malice. I've probably done it <laughs> as a joke because it's a goofy word. It is. It's a goofy. But yeah, I I <laughs> I was riding my bike one time, and this dude merged into my lane on the highway and pushed me into the shoulder, and I was very angry. Um, and like shot past him on my bike and as I was passing him he was holding his hands up like this and was clearly like showing me by his facial expression that he was sorry and um and you it were took like, me sorry's not good enough bucko dude I went no I went the complete opposite direction oh good 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 it took me from like a nine to a two immediately because I realized it wasn't intentional not that it was Please, like, you're a solid fucks- seven dude what? What? No, continue. <laughs> and uh, I pulled up no- next to him at the red light, and I was motioning to him to roll down his window, which you know I realized at the time he probably thought I was still pissed at him because he was very hesitant. He was looking forward, tending to, pretending like he didn't see me. Kill me. See me. <laughs> yeah, but eventually he rolled down his window, and I just wanted to tell him, I did tell him, how much I appreciated him saying sorry because it made me feel like an asshole for how I reacted in response to what he did as a mistake. And I was like, I really appreciate that. Like you just made this so much better. But, um, yeah. So story, it's just, you know, don't attribute to malice. What could be attributed to ignorance. If you go through life and think everybody's out to get you, then, then, you know, this brings us full circle with, with my experience at the, uh, the oyster fest. Most people aren't trying to be assholes. Most people just don't know. And, 
But what's the one? What's the one where it's like sufficiently advanced incompetence is indistinguishable from malice? What is that one? That has a name. I don't know. So like, if someone is like, if someone is dumb and or wrong enough, sometimes you do have to react like defensively, regardless of their intention. Well, yeah. Like if somebody's about to hit the big red button and blow you all up because they don't know what well, the no, big like, red button does. Like like if somebody is like racist because of the way they were raised, the fact that they don't understand why they're wrong isn't always like an it's not an excuse for for like being like, "Oh, well you just have to you just have to tolerate this behavior," you know. I think that's there's a big difference between somebody who is truly ignorant and somebody who believes that they're right. Because yeah, 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 I guess so. I think when you, I know what you're saying. I think it really depends on how they respond to your reaction. Because I think absolutely, you have if somebody says something horribly offensive, uh, whether it's racist, transphobic, whatever. Like like a like a certain guy on Twitter that's like, um, I'm terrified and my son's terrified and it's gun owners' fault and I hate you all to death for it. Yeah. Well, you know, like but gun owners aren't a marginalized class, but I know what no, you're that's saying. That's true. That's true. That's true. I'm, but know, I'm talking about in the saying. in the context of like trying to put it in the context of of like you know debating people about guns, right? Yeah. Like I think that there definitely is an anti-gun person that is aggressive enough that you can be like, you know, like, hey, buddy, what's your problem? Like, I don't like I don't want to talk to you. Oh, for sure. We the first person on that side of the argument, I think, that I've ever blocked was uh, somebody on Instagram who just kept saying that we were promoting the murder of children and were voting for conservatives who hate black people and just absolutely talking out of their ass. Yeah, but I, I, you know what else I just realized? Both of my example and yours are online. And maybe, mm-hmm. you know, I think now that I'm thinking about it, now that I've said that and we're talking about it and I'm thinking about it, I don't think... I'm trying to think of a, a situation so, where I've talked to someone in person and they were so aggressive about being anti-gun that I was like uncomfortable. And well, wanted to leave. I mean, let's just remove the gun aspect for it. Like when I went to boot camp, I went to there was a guy there who openly used the N word. He was oh, from boy. Kentucky and nope. would just nope. like let it out, you know. And it was coincidentally when there were no black kids around, like hard R, like hard R, yeah. Ugh. And I remember somebody being like, "Whoa, man, you can't say that." Now, an ignorant person would say, why not? And then when you explained, hey, buddy, you've been living under a rock for the past 60 years. That's a bad word now. And, well, it was a bad word back then, too. But, like, it's not socially acceptable <laughs> yeah. to say that word People in the same way like that it, it was back then. If he went, oh, I'm sorry, that's ignorance. If he said, no, fuck you, you're a snowflake, yada, 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 you're choosing to be an asshole at that point. So yeah, I fast. agree with you that the somebody's somebody's weaponized ignorance you know like dangerous ignorance can be have the same result uh the same effect as malice and it could be you should react to it appropriately but you should also adjust your reaction once they're like after their reaction to your reaction because if if they're truly ignorant and it's saying the n-word is a bit of a stretch because everybody knows (laughs) anybody who's saying that now knows what it means but uh, you know, perfect, perfect example. I've probably mentioned this once before. I had like a 98 year old neighbor who still, uh, who still called black people colored. Um, and I never heard it before. She said it once and she said, 
this nice, this nice colored gentleman came over and fixed my refrigerator. And I said, Stella, you can't say that. And she said, what? And this 98-year-old woman doesn't have the internet, doesn't have a smartphone, didn't even have a cell phone, I don't think. And I was like, you can't say that. And then you start to think the only people that she really interacts with are probably other 98-year-old people. And I told her that, and she her immediate response was, what? I didn't call him a... And then she said the N-word. She said the gamer word, huh? She said the gamer word, yeah. <laughs> and uh, and it was like one of those things that I was I was like, what the fuck did I like, just I listen to? I thought you to? were nice, but you're no, saying but that was the thing. Things. She said in her mind what the nice word was because she was truly ignorant to the fact that that was not a good word to use either. She thought that yeah. was the politically correct word. Yeah, but she said the bad one too. She did, but to prove she a point. She tried to shock you with it. She knew what she was doing. <laughs> it shocked me. 98-year-old yeah. sweet neighbor who used to pay me in cookies and popsicles for mowing her lawn sent a hard R. But, um, yeah, so I think that's, I don't know. I also will agree that I think sometimes I give, yeah, full send, Hunter. <laughs> I will I will admit that I think sometimes in my pursuit of trying to find mutual understanding, I give too much of the benefit of the doubt to people who don't deserve it. And uh, that is a... Uh, I, I would say, like, I wouldn't call it a character flaw because I think it has a net gain over, like, a net loss. But um, I've definitely had my fair share of embarrassing moments as a result of that where I've been like, ah, oh, maybe this dude's not a bad guy. Maybe he's just misunderstood. And it turns out he's got, like, totem conf tattoos on his fucking oh, shoulders. <laughs> I'm like, okay, I guess maybe he's a bad guy. Yeah, he's nice to you because you're white. Because <laughs> he doesn't know I'm Jewish. Yeah, yeah, right. <laughs> That's the thing. I'm like a sleuth. I'm like a <laughs> secret minority. You're uh, you're passing is what they call it. I'm passing. I'm 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 uh, I'm goy passing. Oh my god! I've had to have this <laughs> conversation with my wife because um, you know I live in I live in Texas, and things are not going well here socially. Um, and you know we are a we are a mixed race family, and I've had to have these like hard conversations about, you know, um. If if things it's like what do we do if the atmosphere is like not good for for uh, people of color and our son wants to like identify as Hispanic um, and like or do we encourage him to try to like pass you know and it's just I hate that you know yeah. it's like it's a it's a great privilege I think to be able to pass as like white. Um, but I also think it's such a weird thing as a parent to be like thinking about like in the future of like your kids, like identity. Yeah, for sure. Um, I wasn't really going anywhere with that. It just was a random thought that just, no, I do this whole podcast is, uh, a random thought, but, um, (laughs) yeah, (laughs) you know that, um, this, this whole idea was a random thought to, to, to do this. I think it really depends on. And this is this is you know I'm a new dad I I've, I've I'm a new dad to a white baby <laughs> so like you know I don't yeah. I don't necessarily need to have these same kind of conversations in the same regard um, I could I could definitely teach her how to stick up for her friends and things like that but uh, I think it really depends on you know where you live for one yeah. because I don't think some people have the benefit of not. Uh, like acting, you know, there are some people who, you know, it's like, we definitely could move, but it would feel like, it would feel like losing to me. Yeah. Does that make sense? Is that just pride? Maybe. 
No, well, I mean, but that's you. You weigh the pros and the cons of something like that because if it's something that's a social issue, but it's not affecting your social life, it's not affecting your friends, it's not affecting your son's life, especially not his safety. But it's like an right. occasional issue, then it might not be worth moving. But if it was something like you know, you were a black person living in a sundown town, that yeah, right. you know that yeah. that would be something that would be worth like pride isn't enough there. Um. So I think it really depends, you know, and and you're not really going to know that until he gets older and has those situations. And I guess it's kind of academic, isn't it? Because we're talking about how he wants to identify. So that's going to be, you know, his choice down the road. Just just sort of my anxieties about it, I guess. Yeah. Well, I mean, how much of it do you think is because, I mean, it's it's it's. It's his genes, you know, I mean, it's it's. Do you mean how he's going to like socially identify? Like if he's going to make it part of his personality? Right. Well, that's what I was saying. That's the debate between like if you can like pass as white, there's like a constant debate about like whether you should do that to get like the the sort of social benefits of of what of like you know white privilege, or if you should you know loudly proclaim like, hey, I am a minority and and give that up. Um, In order if, to if, like so like rise all ships essentially. Yeah. Right. Exactly. And yeah, you know, it's like it's a conversation I'm not really like a part of because I'm like just a white guy. I'm like all white. Um, but you know, it's something that I think about and, and sort of like try to keep up with. And there's no, there's no like consensus about it. It's just like no, I think it's a personal individual decision. situations. It's just, it's just a such a heartbreaking thing to think about. I'm sure. I'm sure. You know, I, I. I I just think as somebody who has a daughter, you know, the kind of situation she's going to be exposed to and yeah, a lot of know, gross just, stuff. Yeah, super gross. A lot gross. of y- a lot of yucky dudes out there. For sure. And um Yeah, I you know, I think I, I think you're doing a great job. I think it's just raising your kid with with values that are strong enough to with withstand adversity and letting them make those decisions based on how strong their values are not like you know if they choose one way or the one way or another that their their values are lesser than than somebody who would have chosen the other way but that it's values are a hierarchy it's not like a checkbox you know it's not something you have or don't have it's how much you value certain things versus over things and social hierarchy is huge and it's it's it it accounts for way more than we give it credit for oftentimes you know especially when people on the internet are so quick to tell somebody that they they acted inappropriately in a certain situation when it's easy to do that online it's not easy to do that in person when people who you value in your social hierarchy are around you and yeah right it's it's literally an and evolutionary you might something by like sticking your neck out absolutely it's 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 a it's a byproduct of evolution that has taught us over time that we need to keep ourselves safe and by keeping by by keeping people around us we are safer than being alone. So it is, you know, but, but there are outliers and there are tons of people who do stand up and say the right thing when it needs to be said. It just, it doesn't mean that they're better or worse than people who don't. It just means that certain things rank higher in that, in that social hierarchy or in that values hierarchy than, than others. You know, it's like picking, uh, it's like playing an RPG and, you know, picking out your, your special stats, you know? It's uh, some people, some people charisma, their charisma is a little bit lower, but their intelligence, Where are you, going with this? you know, I'm just saying it doesn't mean that one's better than the other. It just means you're better at one thing than another thing. Can I re-roll? 
Go. Can I just change you my mean personality like right now and start over? Yeah, just start over. No, you have to spend beginning. credits on that. Fuck. 20,000 credits. <laughs> nat one. <laughs> <laughs> I don't play D&D. I don't understand the nat, the, the oh, rolling. You're, uh, you're, I know low numbers are bad, right? Yeah, low numbers are bad. Thanks, Andrew. So anyway, that's in, D&D in a nutshell. <laughs> low, low numbers bad, high numbers good. Yeah. One very bad, 20 very good. 21 better? You can't, well, you can't roll a 21 on a D20. Okay. Sorry. Think about it. Use your brain before you say stuff like that. <laughs> I'm so sorry. I've always wanted to play D&D. I just don't. I need you should. To, it's I need super cool. I need somebody to like coach me through it. I'll tell you what. You get Baldur's Gate 3 and play with me, and it'll be like dipping your toe in, and you can like kind of start to understand the symptoms. I am going to the be symptoms, playing Starfield. The systems. <laughs> Hunter, what is Cornerland? What does that mean? I I will play Baldur's Gate three in about four years when I'm done with Starfield. Yeah, that's right. That's right. Yeah. And by that time, I'll be switching to Starfield. Yeah, they'll be on Baldur's Gate four. Probably not. It's been a while since the second Baldur's Gate came out. Yeah, it's gonna be. For those listening to uh oh, for those listening to us at home, if it sounds like I just make a comment out of nowhere that doesn't make sense in the conversation, it's because somebody said something in the chat. And we have an and, audience. Uh, we have an audience. Wonderful. Hunter audience. said Jordan would find a way, Cornerland. And I said, What is Cornerland? He said, Throw a twenty and it lands balanced on a corner, like a coin standing up. That happens on a twenty sided no, It's a myth. Uh, oh, well, I figured on like a multi piece, not a six sided die. I figured like a... 20 piece yeah, die. I've could, never seen it in all my years of playing D&D. Know. Do you play on a carpet? Do I play on a carpet? Like, do you roll dice on a carpet? No, you roll dice way. on a flat surface. I know what like you're supposed to roll dice on, Andrew. I'm saying if you roll on a carpet, it oh, could stand up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're saying, like, to, to make that. <laughs> stupid, God. stupid, stupid. Dude. So sorry. Jesus. Anyway. Does anybody want to call in? We got more yeah. stuff. We got more stuff, but if you want to just get in here and just mix it up with us. Yeah, if there's a uh, if there's something that we're talking about and you really want to chime in and say something that you feel like, would you know, be valuable, or I mean, doesn't have to be valuable. Listen to us, you know. Yes. There's plenty of stuff you could say that people get absolutely nothing out of and just listen to for pure comedic value. You know what this conversation needs? My opinion. Mike Python. <laughs> <laughs> My opinion. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um. Yeah, feel free. If there's, uh, I know we haven't put that out there as a as an open invite and blah, blah, invite, but uh, yeah, if there's something y'all want to chime in on, feel free to give us a ring, and we will let you come in. No, uh, no stress, nothing. Nobody's You're gonna be judging you openly. Um, we'll let you finish, and uh, it'll be good. <laughs> you know, this is a wel- welcoming environment, very supportive. Are we not doing phrasing anymore? What do you mean? You're inviting them to come inside and you're going to let them finish? I don't know why I unmuted my microphone to give you a look. <laughs> Can you hear how hard I'm staring at you Can right you now? Can you hear how I just tilted my head and stared <laughs> at you like that? Needed you to feel the ambiance of it. Yeah, I hope I'm going to leave that click in the editing. I'm just going to leave so <laughs> people know that I just had an open mic there. Um, so you've really never played D&D? No, I've never played D&D. Like in 30, 35, what are you, 34, 35? 
33. 33. Oh, man. I'm 34. Well, what you're off. Oh, my God. I'm you're 30. so old. Uh, Andrew. So oh, old. God. You're oh, so you're so old. old. I'm 35 years old. I'm pretty much an old man. I'm going to die soon. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, thirty-three years on this earth. You never, you never rolled the D twenty. No, I smoked a lot of weed in high school. So like the people that were playing D and D were not in my friend group. Not that they I were thought be- there would be crossover between pot smokers and D and D. Not in my in high, high school. school. There were. I don't want to like really out myself here, but yeah, <laughs> out outing yourself because yeah, you had the one high school in America where there was a crossover yeah. between D and D and stoners. Yeah. Oh, that high school. I know yeah, exactly where Andrew I know went. Exactly what he's talking yeah. about. Yeah, no, I, I, I'm sure I was friends with people that played it, but I was never I was never in the cool kids club, I guess. Never got invited to play. So I don't know. The theater Is anyone out there who wants to start I don't have time to do that. I was like, oh we could <laughs> yeah. start a D and D club. Dude, it's Need the some more IRA related merch. Fucking for, meetings I for like weed? No, no, no. It's the hardest thing. Uh, meeting for like four hours at a time once a week. It just fucking sucks. Oh, you're talking to Timothy. Yeah, I'm sorry. Four hours a week. Yeah, that's tough. That would be fun, though. Yeah, we could get uh, IRA more more merch. It's just, it's tough because as much as I love the stuff and, and you know, I think it's a, a rad cause, uh, a lot of the stuff is um, either copyrighted or um I mean we can make original stuff it's just you know it's uh doing a million other things but yeah we definitely love more IRA related merch somebody in the comments after we posted that um our woman's place patch was talking about oh, how yeah. <laughs> he's like you do know that that was an IRA fighter don't you and I was like that's it says it in the yeah. description of the patch that's it wasn't idea, an IRA homie. fighter. It was somebody posing for a photograph, unfortunately. Right, but but, but he was saying that they, that they were like pro IRA, anti uh, you know yeah. occupation. As Imagine if, if as there if were nuanced the to conflicts. Yeah, yeah. He's like the he's like I would expect a, a morally uh, forthright Neutral. page to support the government of Britain in its occupation <laughs> of Northern Ireland. Absolutely. Sorry, bub. Sorry, bucko. Well, these people bombed innocent people. Oh yeah, the British yeah, Empire has a that. completely scot-free record <laughs> yeah. of human rights violations and no, death. No, it's different. It's different when you're the it, cops in the military. You can do that. Absolutely, you can do that. It's literally legal. There's zero problems at all with it. <laughs> it's actually encouraged. Yeah, it's, especially yeah. when it's on other people's land. You get extra money for it. You get extra points. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so I just said uh, I commented uh, to, on him on my special account. Um, uh, I think I. Just, just uh, remember narrow water in the bloody armalite. Yeah, I played that Which... song for for my son, um, and I I I feel like I should have consulted my wife first. He's a, just a little baby; he didn't understand it. But I was like, "This is the song." Of your Isn't people. that great? Because they're still at the age where I'm sorry, I interrupted you talking. <laughs> no, about that's that. it. That's it. That's all. The... It's just great because they're still at the age where you can kind of put stuff in the background, and they're not fully they're not understanding it, but they're listening, and you know, it's not. It's not like you're quite, you're not like brainwashing them. You're not indoctrinating them into like ideals or anything yet. You're just doing stuff that you enjoy with them in the room. And like, I I, I can still swear around my kid because she doesn't speak English yet. And she doesn't know, she doesn't say the words back, nor does she know what they mean. 
Oh, she so, will though. She's 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 picking up and understanding more than you know, and she's gonna. She's learn, really smart. She's gonna, learn she's gonna say she does say shit, realize. but she doesn't mean to. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Like she just makes noises, and one of the words that she, one of the noises she makes is shit. Yeah. Well, you, she keeps saying that, and if you give her like, if you laugh and like give her positive responses, she's gonna start saying it more. I'm gonna give her all the positive response, only yeah, positivity <laughs> in this house. She's gonna be the most positive. Per- we were talking. Uh, my wife and I were talking about. Um, disciplining kids today and we were talking about how spanking and times at time out and and things of that nature aren't effective at um teaching your kid not to do something anymore and um i found it really interesting because i my, my family wasn't a big spanking family i guess i got hit a couple times as, as a kid like a young kid but i don't remember it, it was that young my and, dad was a spanker, and my mom was an anti-spanker, and she kicked him out of the house over spanking. <laughs> I mean, that works. He spent a week at his mom's, and he came if back, you think and he about still it, spanked, like, but he just lied to her about a, it. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> it's weird that like certain people normalize hitting kids, and it's never something that I was comfortable with. It's never something that I considered as a method of discipline for my kids when I was going to have kids. So it's just nice that they're, like the, the, the facts are out, that confirm all yeah. this stuff, you know, and just like, it, just think, you know, like, oh, let's ignore facts, right? Let's just forget, forget facts, forget the studies and all the, the hard evidence that spanking doesn't work or is counterproductive. Imagine somebody saying like, let's not say spank. Let's say, let's say hit. I yeah. can't, you know, it's like my parents hit me and I came out fine. And now I can't wait to hit my kids. I'm so excited to just hit the shit out of my kids. Just passing the traditions and, along. And they're going to hit the their trauma. kids. And I love that. For some reason, that just really gets my blood up. I don't think that's it's what something a lot that... of these deba- No, that's what a lot of these debates with, with but like I don't think weird it's something that they see as like, I can't wait to do. It's something no, that I think they see I've as inevitable. These... <laughs> no, I, I, I have, uh, I've had conversations with people that are like weirdly pro-spanking. And it's like a point of pride oh. for them. They're like, we are a spanking household and we always will be, you know, like, and they're like, I'm proud to spank. I'm teaching my kid how the world is. It, like, it what teaches... the fuck are you talking about? <laughs> TJ says he's pro spanking, but he has a winky different, face. TJ, so different kind not... of spanking. TJ, that's yeah, different. different. Different spanks. Um, <laughs> the after hours spanking. What, yeah. like overtime? <laughs> the night, the, the nighttime, no, the nighttime spanking, the, nighttime. the adult spanking. No, we don't kink shame on this podcast no, 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 at, that's fine. at all. We're talking about, you know, I, we're in an uncomfortable territory here. Um, I will kink if, shame if or about, spanking kids. Yeah, if we're talking about kids, I will kink shame. <laughs> okay. If you got a kid, okay, king, like, yeah, we're there. No, all right. we're not. We're not doing that. Um, but yes, spanking yeah. kids, no. Spanking your wife when she asks you to, yes. Yeah, being spanked by your wife when you ask her to, yes. Forgetting the safe word? I don't... Okay. Yeah. Spank word. Spank word. (laughs) Spank word. The spank word. The safe word's like a verification code on Facebook. It changes every five minutes. It's random. (laughs) That's right. You gotta have the app or else you're you're just gonna get spanked. Exactly. Um, Yeah. You know, because it, it, it teaches your kid that you can solve... You don't... That words don't solve everything and like and that you can not that they do, but it teaches them that hitting somebody is an option to solving a problem. And well, not just not just that it's an option to solve a problem, but that 
somebody bigger hitting someone smaller and weaker is okay. You are allowed yeah. to hit somebody if you are physically more capable than they are. Because that's what the way they see the situation is that you well, know, I mean, they I don't want to be they don't want to be hit. And if they had the option to, they would run away. But you're big and you can grab them and hold them down while you do it. So what they learn is if I have power over someone, I'm allowed to hurt them. And that's socially okay. Yeah. Or at least their, you know, juvenile mind can twist it into that type of logic. And because I don't think the parents are going into it thinking that, but a kid's mind no, is no, no, malleable no. and yeah. could, you know, that could be it's open not, to it, interpretation for them. Yeah. And that's definitely not like the, the active intention, I would think, but, but that is what kids. Unless you're an learn. abusive parent. Right. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, it's, uh, I don't know. It's, it's, it's wild raising kids, man. I, uh, yeah. She's walking and I, now. You know, I will tell you though, I did not think it would be so hard. That's because you had a second not, one. No, 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 no. Let me oh, did not <laughs> to not hit your kids. Oh my god! Think, I thought that I would be. I thought I would be like, you know what? Hitting your kids is so stupid. Never gonna do it. I know it's wrong. I'm never gonna do it. And I haven't. But I've been close. And it's because you know I was hit as a kid. Uh, my father, you know, who I, I have a good relationship with my father now, but I will say that when I was young, um, there was fear-based discipline. There was violence-based discipline. Um, I was never like savagely beaten, but he hit me and he, and he used physical force to, to discipline. And that wasn't forever. That wasn't my whole childhood, but it was enough of my childhood that now as a dad, as a new dad of young children, regardless of how much I've told myself that this is not the way Whenever I'm in a tough spot with a kid uh, who's like having an emotional outburst, um, having a hard time, and I'm having a hard time with it too, the it, the the first thing I go to in my mind is like just hit him, just hit him, you know. And I think that's very, I think it's that's very honest of you to say that because I yeah. think it, again, like it's easy for people to say that they would never do it. Yeah, it I, was for I've me. Never, I would never. It was do so it easy because I'm not was, a fucking asshole. But yeah, you know, <laughs> it was so easy to say it. No, no, like and, that's you know, you you. I haven't been there yet because my daughter's 13 months old and yeah. she's still in her cute phase. She's not at the uh, terror phase, you know. Where, <laughs> yeah. But um, we have a friend who, you know, and I'm gonna I'm gonna say this story and how it made me feel. But then talking about it in the light that you're explaining, try to understand that a little bit better because we have a friend who was over our house and her kid is four and is kind of nuts, just off the wall. Yeah, yeah. But also just at that age. Just like a know, kid. Just doing rebellious, kid stuff, you know? Doesn't listen. Um, you know, I don't know how much of it's nature versus nurture. I'm not a I'm not a I'm not a doctor, Andrew. Um <laughs> there's <laughs> just uh, a paramedic. I'm not even a paramedic. Um, there's uh, just a man with band aids. But this kid, this kid was going nuts and knocked over Harper. And um, our friend was trying to calm him down and get him to look at her, and he wouldn't. So she grabbed his face, like his chin, and said, "Calm down." Big yikes! Yes, that's a red flag, dude. And I felt the same way, and I'm glad you said that 
because I was I was gonna circle back and try to justify it somehow no, no, no. with with no, an no, open no, mind. I'll say, but I'll say that that like I have wanted to do that before. But uh, but that is that I've kind also, of behavior. Yeah, I've never. I'm just saying I've never been in a position where I've wanted to do that. Um, but I've I've shot putted my dog off the bed before. <laughs> so like I do not I know shot what, put the baby. I've never hit the dog. Like I wouldn't hit the dog. Uh, but but I the, he bit me in my face when it was totally my fault. It was totally my fault, dude. But like uh, what I'm talking about is going from zero to ten and not having any like logical yeah, it can, it can uh, expulsion of that energy. Where yeah. like somebody might hit their kid. I I have to explain this. So Finn is my chihuahua. Yes. He's super fucking <laughs> sweet, but he's a huge turd when it comes. He's got sun, we, go. we say he has sundowners. Because he's the sweetest little dog during the day. But he gets a little loopy at night, doesn't he? He gets he gets kind of dickish at night. He starts growling. He doesn't bite, but he starts growling. He gets a little fresh. He also sleeps in our bed, which I know is a conflict to some people, but he's a family member, and like any family member, I would let them sleep in my bed. Um, not my mom. That'd be weird. But uh, he sleeps in our bed, and he's relatively benign. He just hangs out there. But one night he crawled up, put his head on my pillow like a human. He had a little body underneath the covers and his little head on my pillow laying sideways. And it was the cutest fucking thing I've ever seen. I didn't realize he was dead asleep. And I leaned over and I kissed him on the top of his oh, scared the shit little out of dumb head. And he <laughs> just instinctively went Wah! and bit my chin. And I was as surprised as he was. So I literally just I palmed him. And shot put at him off of the bed. Was he okay? And this dude's, he was totally fine. They don't have a high critical mass. Like, they're, <laughs> the speed that they reach is like an ant. You know, they, they, they can fall from any height. Um, <laughs> I don't know was, about any height. It, it, they could fall from like three feet and be fine. That's about the height of our bed. He, I mean, to be fair, it was an upward Sorry, facing when you say, arc. When you say shot put, I imagine like Olympic, like, like that was know, the motion fall. my upper body made, but it was from a laying down position. Okay, right. So you just pushed like him there wasn't a ton of off the bed. momentum. I mean, I'm really I'm jacked, obviously. So like there was a ton of momentum, but like not you know shot put. Yeah, we're, yeah I'm um, fucking strong as hell. Dude, I didn't so get like I mean. a rotation going or anything <laughs> like that. But yeah, no, he he made it past the uh, what zip code did he land in? He landed in the same zip code he was thrown from, Hunter. Um, <laughs> But uh, the same room. He he literally just landed just off the foot of the bed. But uh, and we lit. We have one of those beds that are on directly on the bed frame. We don't have a box spring. It's not six feet up or whatever. It's almost on the ground. But um, it be. yeah, it's super nice. It's just fall into your bed. You don't have to climb into bed. But anyway, so I, what I'm saying is like you know I. It's easy for someone to say how they'd react with their kid, with ever without ever having to be in a situation where they question that. And it, and yeah. And I'll, and I'll tell you this too. Um, it's something that stresses the stresses me the fuck out. I'm stressing about it all the time. But I will say this: what I have learned, and I didn't learn this just from experience. I have learned this from like educated people with doctorates uh, that have have written things uh, that I have read. I do read. Um, you know, You're if you, you trusting these doctors, if you yell at your kid. If you grab your kid's arm a little too hard, if you scare your kid, if you make your kid feel little or whatever, the most important thing, um, don't beat yourself up. 
you know, you can beat yourself up later, but the most important thing is to go back to your kid and tell them what you did and apologize. Um, yes. And that, you know, if, you know, when I've raised my voice, when I've made my kid feel scared, um, you know, that's, that's always on my mind is to just go back and say like, Hey, I shouldn't talk to you that way and not be like, I shouldn't talk to you that way, but you were being a, you know, a little bit, you know, a little bit <laughs> nice. You know, you, you got to do like a, you got to do the real apology that you yeah. do for adults. If you do that sort of thing, um, Which you should, just be but... like, Hey, I'm sorry. I shouldn't have talked to you that way. People shouldn't talk to each other that way. Um, and that was my mistake. And you know, there's been a couple of times I've had to do that. I say, I'm like, there's been, there's been, a, there's been some times I've had to do that. It's and, okay. um, you know, I think that, uh, the, the result speaks for itself. Um, I just, I just want people to understand that, that like, you know, we're all human. We've all got scars from the way we were raised. And the most important thing is to just try not to try not to break your kids too much before they're adults. Yeah, well, that's huge. I mean, I feel like that's best case scenario. You inflict as little trauma as possible on your kids as they uh, as they grow old. You know, that was one of those things that I thought for the longest time uh, and I used as an excuse to why I didn't want to have kids was that there were times where my parents fucked me up that they weren't aware of that. I don't think they knew at the time, like, Oh, that's going to be a core memory. And I never wanted to put myself in that position to be able to inflict that kind of, you know, trauma on a, on a kid. So I was like, I just won't have kids. And, uh, I came out of the other end believing that I, I still, I have a relatively good relationship with both my parents. They have their issues, you know, but, um, there was never a shortage of love in the household and I turned out okay. And I feel like, uh, that really opened my eyes to the fact that, you know, everyone's human. And I think everyone kind of goes in this, um, like rubber band motion where they were raised in a certain way and they want to avoid a certain thing and they overcompensate almost knowingly or not. And they end up fucking their kid up in another way, totally unintentionally. And then their kid is like, all right, I'm not going to do that but then overcompensates in another way. There's no, you know, this life's not a video game. You can't balance your stats and live life like that. It just doesn't happen. And you can try as much as you want through therapy and through self-help books and, and you know, talking to talking to moms on the internet. But at the end or of the day... Or listening to our podcast. Or listening to our podcast. Hey there, everybody. We hope you're enjoying the episode. If you do like what we're about and want to support us, our Patreon is a fantastic way to do so. It allows us to improve the podcast in many ways and helps fund our alcoholic coffee beverage stash to assist on those late night recording sessions. Now you may be thinking, this podcast has me absolutely smitten and I would love nothing more than to throw money at you, but what's in it for me? Well, I'm glad you asked. When you become a patron, you automatically get access to an exclusive collection of clips from the podcast not heard anywhere else. On top of that, we have a wide range of tiers available that will get you merch, discount codes, and even free gear delivered to you monthly. For any patrons currently listening to this, we are super thankful for your support and for keeping the dream alive that one day I will be able to meet Andrew and make sweet, sweet podcast magic with him in person. You can find our Patreon at patreon.com slash abetterway2a in the episode notes for the podcast or on the link in our Instagram bio. All right, now, that's all for that. Back to the show. People come here for gun stuff and they end up hearing us rant about kids and fatherhood and stuff, which, you know, I think has its merits. We've had some really cool comments from people that that like that stuff, oh but, crossover um, time 
Yeah, let's do my it. My son saw my gun on my belt for the first time recently. And was like, what's that? Is that a gun? And I'm like, I, this kid's like three years old, and I've taught him very little about guns because, you know, it's like fucking, like, what do you, like, what do you say to a three-year-old about it? Um, Don't touch. Yeah, right. Exactly. But like, if anything, you know. But somehow, somehow through like media exposure and just like, I don't know, my brainwaves or something, he has somehow developed a perfect understanding of what a gun is and what it does. It shoots and it's for shooting things. Um, you know, so I, I don't know. And, you know, like, he'll, like, do, like, he'll make a gun. I'll be like, I'm shooting a monster. And I'm like, where did you get this from? Like, I don't show this kid action movies, you know. I don't know. It's weird. But anyways, so he was like, is that a gun? I was like, yeah, it is a gun. Um, And it was, like, a really weird situation because I was, like, on the floor doing something with my other son. And he was in, like, a position where he could just, like, it was, like, you know, I was, like, bent over and it was, like, poking out from under my shirt. Just don't have the intrusive thought, grab his gun. Yeah, right. Uh, And, you know, we just, my wife and I were both just like, you know, don't, you know, that is just for dad, don't touch that. Um, And he accepted that, you know, but it came up again later. um, And, you know, it's like, you know, you want to keep it like age appropriate. I can't be like, yeah, I have a gun for like shooting people if they're like a lethal threat or whatever, you know. Yeah, because he doesn't know um, what a lethal threat is. Right. So I just focused on like, oh, because because he, he said again, he was like, "Do you have a?" He he asked about my fanny pack that I carry sometimes. He's like, "Do you have a gun in there?" I was like, "I do actually." Um, and he said, "You keep your gun in your fanny pack. I have my gun in my shower." And he's talking about his water gun. And I was like, "These are different kinds of guns. Um, you know, your your toy guns are for you, but this is a tool. This is a very dangerous tool that's just for for mommy and daddy." Um, I feel yeah. like I handled it all right, but it still feels like, you know, like, yeah. I don't know. It just doesn't feel like. Um, I don't feel like I nailed it either of those times, dude. I don't think anyone's ever going to be like, you know, there are so many topics that come up with with family with kids, especially where. I don't think there's ever going to be a perfect answer, especially when they're at an age where you can't really explain something in depth. You know, it kind of, it has to be superficial in order for them to retain it, in order for them to stay interested. You know, you can't, can't tell them the, the firearm safety rules and have them grasp why that's important. Because the only reason somebody follows them is because they're important. Um, So I think when you say things like that and you keep it kind of superficial, you know, that's, that's something that at least you're planting that seed in in his brain. And when it comes up again in the future, he could remember, you know, that, oh, yeah, that's for dad only. Um, and it's like knives, you know, like a kitchen utensil. Right, it's, right. It's really he definitely not... has his own knives, too. He has yeah. his knives. And, and that's the thing. Knives. Like, people don't, you know, people people have this weird phobia when it comes to kids and guns because kids have died from guns. But kids die in a ton of different ways. That don't that they don't have the same stigma. Drowning is a huge, uh, is a huge. I don't want to say killer of kids. It's not like pools are going around killing kids, but kids drown all the time. But yeah. there's no weird social stigma surrounding swimming pools. You just teach your kid like, hey, you don't go around the pool when parents aren't around, and that's yeah. that's like it. You know, there's nothing controversial there, and you know, you don't have to really, you don't have to talk about teaching your kid how how to perform CPR 
at that age. You just teach them not to go around the pool when the parents aren't out, and that's enough. And I think telling your kid, hey, that is for daddy, and that's it, at an age where, where that is sufficient is, is enough, you know. I, I think at some point, you know, you're going to have to sit them down and be like, hey, this is what guns do, and, uh, you know, this is why they're dangerous. But I think you did a really good job there. I don't really yeah. think you could have done much else. I also try to discourage when he's uh, play shooting, uh, I try to tell him not to point guns at people. Yeah. Or like real people. I say you can yeah. shoot imaginary stuff, but don't don't shoot at real people. You know what my friend does that I thought was really neat? Um, so they have Nerf guns, and they have Nerf, they play Nerf Wars. And um, what he does is he has, he tells his son that if you want to play Nerf War, like meaning you want to shoot at each other, you have to ask me and I have to say yes. Like you have to ask me and I have to consent to it. And that's only with these Nerf guns. And because he, he has guns, but his son doesn't know he has guns, but that's only with Nerf guns. And you have to say yes to it. Yeah. So, we talked about this with Clay, right? Yes, I think so. And, and, uh, he has the same thing with like, uh, he's got a little play like bow and arrow. Um, and same thing. He can only shoot the targets unless he asks to try to shoot his dad my my friend and if he says yeah then you know his friend goes my my friend goes back and forth like a duck you know and he tries to shoot him kind of thing but uh i think consent is huge you know teaching a kid consent can apply to so many different things and um you know when you have that like multifaceted lesson where you're teaching somebody that a gun is for adults only they're not going to have to have that over. They're never going to ask their friend like, Hey, can I shoot you with this? Because they know in their head, they know it because you've taught them that the gun is only for dad and they're doing something wrong by doing that. Cause the majority of kids deaths from guns are accidental and because of, yeah. because of ignorance, not yeah, because yeah, sure. they were like, Hey, I'm going to shoot you in the head with this. Cause it's a gun and I know it's going to kill you well, they, I had it's a... because they don't know the gravity of what they're doing. I don't remember if this came up on the sh- the episode with Clay where we talked about this, but I actually have my own personal experience as a kid uh, getting my hands on a gun. Um, it was uh, at my, it was at like a Christmas party at my aunt's house, and I don't know, I was just like I was a fucking ADD kid, so I was like running around getting under stuff, and I found a I found a shotgun, what I thought was a toy shotgun, under the bed. Um, I know now that it was camo paint that was on it. It was like, you know, the turkey turkey gun pattern. Um, like real tree or something. Yeah, yeah, something like that. Um, but I was like, ooh, this doesn't look like a real gun. This is probably a toy. So I was running around pointing it at people. Um, and this gun was loaded with the safety on or, or maybe an empty chamber or something. But it still was like a huge, um, you know, a little bit of a faux pas at a Christmas party, right? Um <laughs> And I, you know, I was running around with it and no, and you know, nobody seemed to do anything about it. And then I was like, I'm done playing with this. And I handed it to my sister and she was like, is this a fucking, is this a gun? And she went to my, one of my parents and they were like, that sure is a, a gun. That sure is an actual gun. Um, and I was, you know, lightly disciplined hey. because, you know, as a kid, I didn't know what I was doing. Hey, yeah, Timothy. Absolutely. Hello, gentlemen. Can you hear me all right? I, yeah, can. I can hear you. And you look fantastic. You've got a perfectly shaped Thank- head, Tim. I do indeed. <laughs> for the uh, for the listeners who aren't uh, graced with Timothy's presence, it is an immaculate yeah, ball. Perfectly shaved head. He's got the the head shaved beard combo. This is what we're gonna do. We're just gonna we're just gonna vaguely describe every guest. Uh, Looks that like we he see. works out. He's got a well fitted t shirt on. 
Maybe Looks in like, the attic? Uh, maybe in an attic room? Maybe in an attic. Definitely like a third <laughs> no, floor of an old a... house. Um, it's a 1950s oh, yeah. New England house, so it's got those pitched walls but yes. going halfway yep. up. Neat. <laughs> Tim, you had. You want me to call you Tim or Timothy? I'm sorry. I just keep shortening your name. By the way, so you can go with Tim. T. That's fine. Call you T.I. Just <laughs> oh, get shorter no. and shorter as we go. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, Timothy, you had a question in the chat. And I thought it was a good one. So did Andrew, because he actually responded and I didn't. But uh, <laughs> shoot that question and uh, we can chat. So the question was, have you guys ever had an instance where you're sharing actual lived experiences and the person you're talking to just discounts them, doesn't think that they're legitimate, significant, or usually just responds with a, yeah, but blah, blah, blah. And and. I keep when I've listened to past podcasts and you've mentioned trying to see if people are arguing in good faith. It's easy to one of the things that I look for is uh, do they at least acknowledge what I say? It's one thing to have an opinion when people try to bring up experiences, lived opinions, uh, or lived lived experiences to back up their opinions. Then I try to listen more heavily. So I'm like, okay, here in this situation, this is what my experience has been. And if it conflicts with their own opinion, I notice that they like to say, uh, yeah, but blah, 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 and insert opinion from, you know, 24 hour news or like thing I saw on, yeah, you know, for on sure. Facebook. And it's just, uh, it frustrates me to no end. Then I, I, where do I go from there? <laughs> no, I know exactly what you're talking about. And, and they, it's like, okay, so there's like two things that could be happening. Um, either you're talking to someone who just doesn't give a shit what you think. And that's that's a bad faith conversation, and that's that's a big red flag, right? But you also could be talking to someone who's experiencing cognitive dissonance, um, and this is this is something that you know it's a real thing that happens in the brain, where somebody's like got a core belief, and they're presented with, you know, opposing evidence, not even necessarily something that completely disproves what they believe, but something that you know might be a, a strike against it, right? In, in the brain, there is real, like, discomfort happening. There's, like, an actual visceral response that the, that, the, that the human mind has that causes, you know, real measurable discomfort. And a lot of people's response is it's, it's, it's like a coping mechanism, you know, like the brain has for any other kind of trauma where it's just like, nope, turn it off. <laughs> yeah. um, and, and, you know, your, your thought process is halted. Um, by the by, the brain's response to this dissonance, to this discomfort. like you don't have the ability to think critically yeah. in that moment because yeah. you're you're just trying to push away the the bad feeling, right? And so this is and, and this is part of why like you know experts, scientists or whatever have decided that it's probably not very productive to like argue with someone who's like opposed to your belief because you know both of you will experience this dissonance, um, and it, it can make it very difficult to to like change someone's mind in that moment. But I, I do wonder if maybe it's, it's kind of hard to tell if that's happening or if it's the other thing where like, you know, someone's like, you know, I, I didn't care. I don't care. And I won't care what you think. I'm here to like make your life miserable. And you know, it's like, you know, how do you figure I think that there's, out? It, de it depends on, I'm oh, sorry to cut you off, Andrew. Um, you did. Now it's done. I was going to wear we that talked pink really shirt fast also. I said a lot of things and now I'm tired. <laughs> I, I think, it depends on whether you're in person or online because I think online when somebody points out that they disagree with you nine times out of ten they're disagreeing with you just to disagree with you and don't actually want to learn anything but I think when you're in person and 
you're having a conversation with somebody or you say something and they immediately just say, yeah, but I think like Andrew said, it's important to determine whether or not they're doing it to be argumentative or they're doing it because they are uncomfortable because oftentimes than not, uh, at least in my experiences that I've had with people, they're, they're just uncomfortable and they're not bad people looking to make you feel bad. They're just, they believe something and it's like chiseling away at the outer shell of that belief in order to get to the inside. You've got layers that you have to get through before you can really touch their belief. And in order to do that, and this, this is all, you know, Andrew's Andrew's going to, I've, I've referenced <laughs> doctors like five times. Andrew doesn't hate doctors, by the way. I keep bringing that up. It's just, we... <laughs> No, anyway, I have well, a. <laughs> he, I he has a hate... healthy skepticism of things that are that quote unquote doctors say, and like doctors no, are listen, infallible. Listen, or experts but... in your field are experts in your field. Um, I'm telling, I'm just constantly having shitty experiences with the doctors that I go to to be my doctor. You know, yeah. like I don't, I don't doubt that doctors know what they're talking about. It's just you know they're, you know, it's like a, a doctor knows do- about internal medicine, but. You know, they're not up on like gender studies, right? Um, so maybe a doctor doesn't always know that they're treating fat black women so much worse than the rest of the population, but they are still doing it. Um, and the fact that they're experts at medicine, you know, doesn't excuse them from that. That was a good explanation. I appreciate you validating yourself there, Andrew. He's yeah. not just a science denier. He's <laughs> legitimate. Right, right. <laughs> <laughs> I, know, I just want to be clear. Like, you know, I believe in medicine and science. And shit. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I think sometimes doctors are assholes, particularly the ones that I've tried to, you know, pay yes. for services. Where I was going with that before I, I derailed it to, to Andrew there um, was that it is – there's scientifically backed evidence that shows that when you talk to someone and you – actually acknowledge what they're saying their beliefs and their fears most importantly they are so much more likely to be receptive to your beliefs because they feel heard so when somebody says you know when when i've had conversations with with these anti-gun people on twitter or instagram or or even in person um and they you come at it from the perspective knowing that they actually want kids to be protected that's that's 100% 100% what they're going for and they might be going about it the wrong way but over but inherently their intentions are good they just happen to have side effects that affect us negatively um, when you go into it like that and you acknowledge like hey I understand that this is what you want and I understand that this is this is scary to you but this is how I feel and this is why I disagree with you and this is why I've come to that conclusion you know it, it's different when you're just yelling facts at somebody and you're yelling at somebody that says clip instead of magazine and you know they they call an (laughs) ar fully fully Mm semi-automatic and things and you feel the need to correct them on that because that's breaking down that trust that's not building it and a lot of these people are used to that so when somebody it's it's important to come at them with with the benefit of the doubt and like I said, I've said earlier, you know, this this is something that has bit me in the ass before, but I think overall it's been a net gain. Coming at them with the benefit of the doubt that they have good intentions and that they're not just yeah-butting you to be an asshole. They're doing it because they're uncomfortable and they're being confronted with information that makes them feel uncomfortable. And it's not necessarily because you're wrong or because they're wrong. It's just something that they haven't been familiarized with and it's new. You know, it's like going to a party and, 
nobody, none of your friends that you know are there yet, and you have to awkwardly walk around with your hands in your pocket looking at your phone, and, and it's <laughs> uncomfortable, and I'm, you're texting your wife, when are you getting here, honey? And she's like, I'm right around the corner. And <laughs> but she anyway, hasn't left the house. She hasn't left the house. No, that's me. That's not her. But, um, right. yeah, I, I think that's, you know, it, it's it's tough to decipher that in the moment which is why I think it's so important to give the benefit of the doubt and just assume best intentions and go about it from there. Does that help? Does yeah. that like answer your question? It does. And, and just for context, this is all in person and yeah. pretty much everyone, people I know very well, which, and it always catches me off guard. I assume that if like I'm treating with respect and kind of understanding or asking questions as to where they're coming from, they'll do the same for me. And so I've encountered a lot of that in the community and more just cause I guess I'm a contrarian. Like I'm a, I'm a, I'm a veteran, but I am not a bro vet, and I turned off I by a lot that. of that culture. Yeah, yes, that's sure. absolutely. So I've had people outright say you were like I've had an argument with a or discussion. We'll call it a discussion with a um, veteran of mine. We deployed <laughs> to I we deployed to Iraq together in 2010, and I won't say what the topic was, but it just ended with you were there. How can you believe something different? I'm like, or how can you not understand? I'm looking at him like like i think sometimes the fact that like the label assigned to me as you're that you're a gun guy you're a what and that when i subvert that for whatever yeah. reason they just flip on me is what it feels like yeah yeah i get that it's like they think they're talking to somebody that like is is gonna, this is going to be an easy conversation because we agree yeah. on stuff and then suddenly they're challenged and it's like oh no that's you know you've got a you've got a huge advantage and it might not feel like it when you're getting yelled at and disagreeing there but if you're able to make that connection with somebody and have something in common there it's so much easier to show that person that like you're not you're not the enemy that you know you have a lived experience you went through the same thing and you have a different view that it's possible because you were exposed to different information than he was or or she was and there's there it's that it's possible to have that view you're not just pulling this out of your ass you know right. so when there there is that's another one of the i hate to use the term tactics but that's another one of the the things that you're supposed to do with someone you disagree with is relate it to an experience that you had so when somebody says like hey i, I don't think you should have ar-15s they're weapons of war and you ask why and they eventually get to the point where they say well because they're used in school shootings you know, it benefits me and to say to to be a parent, and the fact that I'm a parent and that I have a kid in preschool and that I think about these things. Unfortunately, when I drop her off at preschool, you know, and and it helps them see that you're not just some soulless NRA nut job, you know, who's somehow getting funneled money by the gun lobby that we've like we've been accused of before. Um, <laughs> and it and it shows so them that my you're. Check. Yeah, I'm still waiting on my check and my Soros <laughs> really check. Could, really but... could use that money. <laughs> Checks from my, both sides. Yeah, my Soros money, yeah. my NRA money, please. But you also, you know, like, you also have to know when to cut ties. And, and as yeah. much as it sucks, just because you have a connection with some people doesn't mean that it's always going to be a way in. And it's always going to be a way to see, have somebody see your point of view. Some people just are not there yet. Yeah, this is not a this is not an endorsement of like ditching your friends. Uh, no. I think he's just saying no. he's just saying like when to when to like you know okay I'm not gonna argue. Dip out like agree to disagree. I mean there are certain things you can't agree to disagree on, but that's all. That's where we were talking about before the hierarchy of values and all that fun yeah. stuff. Yeah. You know? 
Cool. Oh, and I do want to have a caveat to something you were just saying, the whole clip versus magazine debate, which I think is pedantic as fuck. <laughs> um, oh, for the sure. song you're referencing earlier, My Little Armalite, of uh, yeah. the Irish Rebel song, <laughs> yep. guess what they refer to their yeah, ammunition feeding device A clip of ammunition for my, for my yeah. little armalite. <laughs> it's international, so... yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah, in America we say magazine, but in Ireland they say clip. And, you How know, funny who knows? is that? Maybe he meant it was a it was a stripper clip for loading his magazine. We don't Maybe. know. For Armalite and AR eighteen. Yeah, you get yeah they, you, you can load the magazines from stripper clips. I got I got a little uh, I got a little adapters. You know, sometimes I would buy my uh, Lake City surplus, and it would come on ten round uh, stripper clips, and it would come with the little adapter that you put on the stand the Stanag bag. Yeah. I don't know if they are. I don't know if the the AR eighteen ha- magazines. I know they're a little different. I don't know if they have that capability, but I'm that's just how we got our plausible. ammo in uh, in the Marines. It was all in stripper clips. We know none <laughs> yeah, of us yeah. had the adapters, so we just had to pull them all off. Yeah, you but... were deployed. You were there. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> How do you not know? Mm-hmm. Uh, I've heard that so many times. Oh my gosh, I'm so sorry. Yeah. <laughs> On behalf of people that, uh, you know, I, I'm, I'm, you know, the only one here that was never, uh, is not a veteran, was never in the service. Um, I'm so sorry that, that bros are like that. Yeah. You know, and you know, can... and I'm sure that Jordan can identify. It kind of cuts both ways because then you find those people that know you're a vet, and then picture immediately assigning the bro vet identity to yeah, right. every toxic thing they've seen online it doesn't help that i that. like really short shorts and uh they've gotten a bad rep with like savage tactician type companies that yeah you know unfortunately which uh, savage tactician like short- was not a shitty company until they guy came out the owner came out and defended that nazi they used as a model did you see that drama no they're some they got outed for using a Nazi a guy that had like totem conf and swastika tattoos on him. Oh, now remembering this. But yes. it's not that they didn't know that he was a Nazi. Is that they? It's that they edited out the tattoos on him before yeah, posting yeah. it. So they actively knew that he had them, but edited. And so his, them de- his out. defense was like, "Oh, it stands for, stands for Scout Sniper, but we knew y'all were gonna be mad about it, so we just go ahead, went ahead and edited it out." Like, why don't yeah. you just, if you know they're going to be mad, why don't you hire a different fucking model? And then this dude did, like, a deep know? dive and, and looked at, like, his old Facebook history yeah. and, guess and what? his it other tattoos. It was just the SS tattoo. It was a shit and, ton of other Nazi tattoos. <laughs> yeah, it was, like, crazy, but Jesus good Christ. stuff. Timothy, I hope that answered your question or at least helped yes, out. We're not, did. you know, like, genies by any means, but I think we we like to, we like to yeah. talk about it, stuff and sometimes it, we have good answers. A short yeah. answer would be yes, that's absolutely happened, and and you know either either they're an asshole or they're just trying really hard. But what's an example survive. from either of you then, like a lived experience that you can personally say, no, I have lived this, and uh, they try to discount. Jordan, you go first. Ah, oh fuck! Ah. <laughs> I you know so I've been fortunate enough to not ever be in a situation where I've needed my gun. Um. You know, and 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 it's. I think I think most gun owners have 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 situations like that, yeah. uh, but but typically when I have these conversations with people, I cite real world examples because I don't have a personal one to use on my own. So, um, you know, perfect example of arguing against waiting periods is like the woman in Jersey who was killed by her 
ex-husband who had the restraining order and uh because she had the weight i think it was like eight days or something for a gun and she filed for it and two days later he came and killed her and you know i I have examples like that that i use when trying to reach people and talking and saying like hey like this actually happened um it's you know i don't have a situation necessarily where i've had to draw my gun on someone and was really glad that i had a gun so because that saved me from the situation kind of thing thankfully i've had to draw my gun situation well okay so i have felt the need to draw my gun um three times uh i have drawn my gun three times um in sticky situations and never shot anybody um one situation uh i was walking down the street these were actually all in phoenix arizona when i was going when i was going to school there so you know take that as you will um i was walking down the street guy like crossed the street he was like i don't know he was like eyeballing me or whatever i was going to the gas station he crossed the street to get in front of me and then started sort of like changing I, I don't know how to describe it exactly like i was on one we were on the same sidewalk on the same side of the street and i was trying to walk past him to his left but he turned left to like get stay in front of me and then he reached into his back pocket and i just like i don't know i just like fucking panicked and you know <laughs> i went for my, i went for my i went for my gun and by the time i had touched like like as soon as i like he saw that i was reaching for a gun his hand was out of his back pocket and he just without any expression just like turned 90 degrees and like walked calmly to the other side of the street and it's just like one of the weirdest like interactions i've ever had uh second time was at at the same gas station i was walking to that night i was uh sort of watching the 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 numbers on the pump go up um and wasn't paying attention and somebody said something to me uh i thought it was like a panhandler and I was like, uh, no, sorry. And all of a sudden he was like at the back of my car with his like fist by his side. He's like, you're going to give me some fucking money. And I couldn't go anywhere. I was like pin. I had my back to the, to the, to the, the pump, the pump hose. I, I don't know. I said something stupid. I can't, I can't remember exactly what it was. It was something, something I, I'm sure I thought was really intimidating, but you know, it was, came out all squeaky and weird. Um, but you know, I, I drew my, I went for my gun and I drew it. And by the time I cleared my holster, it was the same thing. He just like, was like, never mind. I walked away. <laughs> um, and then the third time I was in a car with a bunch of my friends and I was get it was like a bunch of people just like roaming around this part of the apartment complex. Uh, one guy was like asking people for cigarettes or, or for a light or something. And we had all loaded up in the car and he kind of surprised me. He came up um behind me to my left and like reached into the car in front of me and was like hey let me use your lighter you know like one of those like push lighters for the car the electrical push lighters that are in your car mm-hmm. and i didn't this time i didn't draw my gun i was actually in the process of transferring my gun from my holster into like a you know one of these little like car holsters i had at the time which is a dumb idea you shouldn't use those um but i wasn't I, but i you know i was a child um, and he saw that I had my gun. An armed and child. I, yeah, and I was like halfway between my holster and that, and he saw that I had, it and I was like, no. And he was like, okay, thank you, <laughs> and just like oh. dipped out of my car, <laughs> and like, so, and so, and so, I tell people this. I'm like, you right. know, I, I talk about the, you know, the 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 much maligned uh, CDC study uh, under Barack Obama that 
came out with like wild numbers about the number of uh, uh, armed self-defense encounters that end without any injury or or, or gunfire. Uh, people, are, it was like somewhere between like two hundred fifty thousand to like two million a year or something like that. And that's I like think it was the range was like fifty thousand to two yeah. million. It was Which very like, wide. If it was fifty thousand, if it was fifty thousand, that's a shit ton of times. That's a lot of times. And I'll tell you that in my short time in Phoenix, it happened to me three times. Um, and like, would any of those times have come to blows? I don't know. It's hard to say. That's probably why that 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 you know that guess is so is has such a wide range. But you know, I tell people that uh, when talking about that study or talking about that that kind of like topic in general and it's just like i get this like glassy-eyed response of like mm-hmm. you know well you because know, people they they shoot they they're like okay if it's a real self-defense situation then you'll shoot you'll have to shoot the guy there's no reason to yeah. employ your firearm unless unless it's like life or death and so that means that someone's gonna get shot and i'm like well no it's not that simple um you know there's a lot of utility you know for for me personally defending myself with my firearm but also for society where you can like have a tool where it's like when this is in play people don't want to fight anymore um and people are like no i don't think that means what you think it means no that was still successful self-defense all three of those instances right right there doesn't have to be a casualty for it to be a win and i think that's that's what people discredit you know because there isn't a there isn't a number on an FBI crime stat, which they ignore anyway because the numbers are there yeah, right. that support. Unless they're trying to be know. racist. Yeah. Um, but, but, but like, yeah, it, no, so, and, and none of those times were like me doing something cool and looking like a hero. It was like, you know, like. I, when you were talking I just, about transferring <laughs> your gun from yeah. one holster to another, I had this mental picture of your face of like. like <laughs> That's pretty much really, it. Realizing that this human was in your car that wasn't was supposed to like, be in your I car. I was like, no. <laughs> you know, don't. I feel like there are so many of those situations where we just wish we looked cooler because we thought we would. Like we thought we would when it would actually happen, but I think the I think after the first time I had like diarrhea right afterwards too. I was so stressed out. I was like, Oh my god, I'm gonna kill you. somebody. I don't blame you. And then I went you know, because I was like and this, you know, actually, now that I think about it, this, all happened within like a mile of where I lived to my apartment at the time. <laughs> so, I don't know, Phoenix, Tempe, Phoenix, it's a weird place. Get we get, get a that. gun if you live there. <laughs> yeah, Just get a gun. Get a gun if you live you anywhere and can <laughs> legally do it. All right. Well, I don't want to monopolize the whole chat. I'm sure a bunch of other guys want to oh, jump in fine. here. We yeah. appreciate. Oh, well, you. Yeah, I'm sure everybody's dying to talk to us. You know, <laughs> <laughs> fucking. You line okay. out to the street. Don't neg okay. yourself, Andrew. <laughs> <laughs> oh, for anybody else in the chat who's listening, though, because I could not click on the request join button after I had verified my, uh, like my name, what I wanted to say, my camera, my video. I had to go to that box of what is your question and tab over and hit enter on join chat. I don't know if that's oh the same with anyone else's computer. I'm so glad they make do. this easy for you. <laughs> well, you figured it out. You're you're clearly uh, highly intelligent. Tech savvy Timothy <laughs> with the tech. It's you way just more... had press buttons until it worked. So. Yeah, just, I, well, like we've button, never yeah, seen like... that side of the thing. I I tried testing it earlier, and there's no way for me to test it because all I have is I don't have two computers, and I need two computers in order to test it. One as an audience member, and one as a host. <laughs> and all I had was my phone, which you can't call in on. I'm like, it's a phone. It's a phone. Like, you can't call <laughs> in. Literally a phone. But whatever. 
I think it's it's cool that we're able to do this anyway, and uh, you know we'll deal with the little issues that it has along the way. But thanks for figuring it out, Tim and uh, or You're welcome, Timothy. <laughs> and uh, yeah, we appreciate you. All right, till next time. Till next time. Dun dun dun. Bye. You'll be back. They always. Oh, I will. <laughs> <laughs>
fix something. And you're like, <laughs> you start doing like the one finger point thing, trying to <laughs> trying to find the menu and wondering why there's like. It's not Discord's not that hard. That's how I feel though. I need to figure it. out. I need to sit down. I need like a, somebody we need, to do we a need lesson. A better way to a Discord is what we need. That's what people have said, and we were like, I wanted to do a forum. But I think a Discord would be good. Dude, I, yeah, because I'm just, from the I'm from the forum days, so I'm very comfortable on forums. But I like also, forums because I just I I don't know, but it's literally the same thing. I I would do a Discord. Not, I just don't. It's not the same thing. Discord. I don't know what. It's uh, faster. It's hipper. Yeah, I guess. I it's I feel cool. like the kids it's, love it. It's a bit of an overlap to have an, a better way to a Discord when there's a when there's Discords like in range. TV. Yeah, yeah. He says just ignore the audio stuff and it's IRC. Yeah, you know that's and that's. So that's when I was growing up. It was what's IRC? It's a it was a kind of chat. Um, it was like oh. a real lean chat protocol from back in the day, and a lot of like gamer chat programs were like built on IRC. See, you're no boomer. I don't know what IRC is. I just... <laughs> <laughs> I'm not. I'm not a boomer. He's the boomer. He's the Jordan has the boomer. Oh yeah, I know. I'm, I'm cool. not a boomer. I just feel I'm like I have cool. a boomer mentality on it. Not to knock, but there are some cool boomers out there. But y'all are hiding. Oh, we don't. We don't have a forum or a Discord right now. We haven't no. gotten any of that together. Um, yeah. So no. Sorry. There's no. Somebody's link. like, "Where's the link?" <laughs> like, when, yeah. sorry. <laughs> it's just a dream no, right now. That was it's the just... main reason I didn't. Uh, oh, oh, for in range. Uh, we can send it to you. Um, we'll I'm pretty sure it's. I don't know. Should we ask Carl? I don't know how that works. Can you just send Discord it's, links it's to public. people? Yeah. It's, it's okay, a public. Okay. Discord. Okay. Yeah. We'll just send it. I don't know. I don't know how it works. I'm stepping on toes or whatever. But yeah, the main reason that we haven't really put too much time into that is because I feel like it's kind of redundant with with Discords like in range because we're pretty much we believe the same stuff. You know, we would the events we would be talking about they talk about, um, and uh, yeah, I don't know. That's pretty much it. But um. Yeah, it's a good resource to have for sure. And, uh, you know, I, I can tell from the people who are very active in it that that they get something out of it. So I'm glad something like that's around. Um, but if anything, if we do anything, it'll probably be like a forum. Like uh, we were tossing around the idea after the AR15.com drama of setting up a forum to be uh, an alternative to that. And, uh, yeah, it's just a, big it's just a time the, thing. The, well, the big difference is that the forum is going to cost us like actual money and the discord is going to be free. No, the, the forum I have has a built in app on my, uh, domain. Oh, lit. Yeah. I didn't know so that. on my website, I, I can, I have an app, a forum app that, oh, that Wix so allows cool. me to use. I love Super that. neat. It's very streamlined, but I also don't know like how, uh, you know, how much we can customize it and stuff. But anyway, yeah, technical mumbo-jumbo. Um, technical mumbo-jumbo. <laughs> me, like, not, not knowing what technical. I'm talking about at all. <laughs> <laughs> That's code for I want to stop talking about this because I, I don't know how many times I can say the same thing over and over again. <laughs> In-range Discord's cool. I don't know what I'm doing on, on, on Discord. Um, but, yeah. Andrew, uh, does anybody else have any? This is this is free. I know uh, Quacktar and Timothy texted in the in the chat, but if anybody else has any topics they want to cover, then uh, feel free to to drop that in there. Um. Otherwise, Andrew, did you have you have something you wanted to touch on? No, 
I'm all set, okay. man. Well, that's fine. It doesn't have to be a three-hour episode either. Yeah, I know. <laughs> you know? If, if nobody else has questions, I'm going to get ready for my, uh, my my wife and son. sons are coming home from an outing. and uh, Did they leave you yeah. so you can go and uh, do your podcast stuff? I uh, know. Uh, Does it feel, is it like as, <laughs> is it, is, there's something that, for when, when my wife says to our 13-month-old daughter, uh, say goodbye to daddy. He has to go do his podcast. Yeah, the, yeah, I feel yeah. like such a fucking loser. <laughs> I, this is a huge part my of my tells, life. Like my this is a substantial this. part of my life. A better way to a, the better way to a podcast, you, all that stuff. But there's some, for some reason when she says it like that, and I know it's not intentional. She's just talking in the baby voice to the baby. I, it's like, it's like, all right, say goodnight to daddy. He has to go play with his trains. Yeah, right. <laughs> it's like no, equivalent. My, I'm like, all right, yeah, I get it. I have to go do my podcast. It's okay. My wife just tells oh, cool. uh, Sorry. My wife just tells my son um, that I'm going to work. That's cute. Because <laughs> I, I do work from the same computer. I do also actually work uh, in here sometimes. Um, not that this isn't work, but I mean like for my job. Um, and so she'll just, cause it's easier. She'll be like, daddy's going to work for a little bit. Gotta leave him alone. Yeah. Gotta be quiet. It's a quiet zone over there. The quiet zone. And no still screaming over there. Well, sometimes it'll be, um, we'll be in the middle of an episode and I'll hear banging on the door and he's like, daddy, are you in there? <laughs> I'm like, yeah, I'm in here, bud. I'm in here. I'm sorry. <laughs> you can't come in. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, uh, no, I feel that I, I definitely feel weird for, you know, for as much time as I spend with this, it's absolutely work. It's something I enjoy. It's something I'm passionate about, but it's more than a full-time job. Um, but I still feel weird about calling it work to people. I, I've still told people, most people who are close to me know what it is when I say a better way to a, or when I say like, they, they all know the references and, and stuff like that, but there's still people that I'll refer to it as a, like, a, I'll say like, oh, it's my side gig. And then I immediately cringe in my head. I'm like, that's not, because that's the only way to explain it to people without doing a deep dive of like what a better way to A is and what our goal is. I just have to describe it as like, oh, I sell military surplus online. And it's, it's usually when I know that they're not that interested and that's, I sell stuff. And like and the philosophy of like gun ownership. Yeah, exactly. And, and exactly. Yeah, I just, ah, yeah, yeah. oh, it's a side gig kind of thing that I have, but it's, even though it's, it literally makes up a significant portion of my life. Um, yeah. And it's deeply embedded in your, like, uh, you know, your, your worldview. Yeah, exactly. Timothy has a really good question. And I'm trying to read it, but every time I hit spacebar, the fucking chat scrolls down. It says, are there any content creators whom you follow where you may disagree with them on a number of issues, but you appreciate their intellectual process? Andrew described someone like this on a past podcast, but I cannot remember who or what off the top of my head. Do you know which one? Yeah, I mean, I I don't know. I don't remember exactly, but pretty much anybody. I I I I'm not I'm not gonna agree with with anybody on everything. Um, even Carl, probably yeah. if we start talking about economics, probably gonna disagree on stuff. <laughs> um, you know, I I I you're gonna have to jog my memory because I'm not. There's a lot of podcasters, uh, a lot of YouTubers that I don't agree with on stuff. Yeah. Um, but yeah. We, uh, you know, sorry, 
You go. No, no, I was just going to say, like, you know, I, I followed Grantham for a long time, knowing that he was probably culturally conservative, probably socially conservative, before it got so irritating that I couldn't I couldn't separate it from the videos yeah. anymore, you know? Um, you know, I, I don't know. I, it, yeah, um, I can't think of any, any specifics, but there's definitely, the, you know, you have to... You almost have to like accept that you're gonna that there's things that are just not gonna line up with the with the people you follow, and you can either you can either tolerate it to the point where you can watch their videos, or or like with me and Grantham and Admin, it's gonna be like, you know, I can't watch this without thinking about the dumb shit that they are, or people around them have said, um, and and you just kind of give up on it. Yeah, there's there are quite a few people that I follow who I wouldn't say are. I mean, they're definitely not outright offensive because I, I don't want to see that stuff on my newsfeed any more than anybody else does. But um, I definitely follow a few people who are more socially conservative than I am, um, specifically religiously. I, I'm not a religious person, um, but I know and follow people who are religious but don't allow that to turn them into shitty people. Like, they've never posted homophobic or transphobic things they've never they've never posted um just like the you know the the stereotypical yeah. bigoted shit that people use oh, yeah. religion as a as a as an excuse for um man i've been i've been so shocked um i you know i i've sort of like kept my my christian shit like under wraps for a long time not because i'm like ashamed of it but just because it's like you know like so the baggage are so fucking irritating there's so much baggage yeah <laughs> Um, and I was really shocked when I like outed myself as like, you know, <laughs> you know, believing in Jesus and God and stuff that like, I actually got more support from the, a better way to a community than I'd gotten like anywhere else in my life. Uh, that's on fucking that. awesome. You know, it's just so, it's so weird that like so much positive feedback on that came back. Um, and not, not from, not necessarily just from other Christians, but like, you know. But isn't that weird that, you know, you, you can be a Christian and not be a shitty person and that by like, by, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Just by the, you existing, it shows that not all Christians are shitty people and that have shitty beliefs that are bigoted and, and fucked up and stuff. Um, and I know that, but there's a ton of people who don't give people the benefit of the doubt and they see like a bible verse in their bio and they're like uh not well it is odd that the ones that are on facebook saying the homophobic and transphobic shit all have bible verses in their bible but or in their in their bio but um the fact that you exist i think shows like undeniably that there are people out there who share your beliefs but are not shitty people and uh i think I think there are more people that are kind of in that boat that, you know, where it just doesn't come up or they don't make it their personality. So it's not like an outward facing detail of themselves. Um, you know, I, yeah, I don't know. I, I know a bunch of, I don't know where I was going with that. Um, I'm glad you had that experience. I, I don't think I would have, you know, there, I think because we don't really, we don't make it a personality that like the owner of a better way to a is not religious. It's not like I'm out there being like, Oh, you know, fuck people who are religious and you know, pro gun for everybody. Cause that would be like antithetical to what we're, what I'm trying to do. I don't care what your religious beliefs are. Just don't be addicted to people. Don't try to restrict the rights of other people 
um, because you disagree with them or for any, for any reason for that matter. But, uh, so I think that that kind of environment fosters don't fosters, it it fosters a kind of environment where you're going to have that kind of reaction where people aren't going to be outwardly offensive towards you for coming out like that. If that makes sense. That was a fucking lot of words. Yeah, buddy. Yeah, no, I get what you're saying. But yeah, there's. But then I mean, that's kind of what you've been trying to do is just build the build a exactly. community of supportive people. I I've had people message me who I know disagree with the stuff that we post, but say like you know right on like I'm we're with you like I'm with you for all the gun stuff and like gun rights for everybody. Um, there's a page. There's a dude out there. His his name his page name is M1 Ping like M1 Grand Ping. Yes, um, I know exactly who you're talking about. And he's a meme page. And the dude, I started following him when he had like 700 followers and he's got like yeah, a bunch of thousand now or something like that. Yeah. And oh, yeah. He, he posts funny stuff funny that I know guy. that. Yeah, yeah. He po- But he posts stuff like that I know we probably don't agree with. Um, yeah. yeah. But yeah. he's also, it's hilarious to see this. He's also come to the defense of our page when people have been like, why do you follow a better way to A? And I'll be like, oh, he followed me when I had no followers and shares a bunch of my shit and I support his message kind of thing. And, you know, fuck off if you don't think that kind of thing. So there are, you know, there's an overlap. It's not like everyone lives in a Venn diagram. There's, there's not uh there's, there's not right and left and that's it. So there are a bunch of people who, who I follow that I don't agree with everything that they say, but um, we agree on the meat and potatoes and that's really what's important. So I guess that answers yeah. the question. Yeah, I think so. Um, and and like like I said earlier, like there's definitely like a threshold, right? You know. Yeah, for sure. And I feel like there's kinds of things like 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 policy questions like we can disagree on. Um, you know, but if I get up to a certain that, point, you know, right, right. If I get the sense that someone's like doesn't agree with me on like who is a human being who deserves rights, then you know I, I can't, I can't yeah. do that. And it's hard, it's hard for me to like consume someone's content when I know that like they have such like a shitty opinion about this one thing. But anyways, no, I I hear you, and it, and it's tough, especially now with so much conflation of legitimate concerns with, uh, like there's thinly veiled bigotry that's disguised as legitimate concerns. And there are also people that have these legitimate concerns who are now lumped into the pile with the bigots because of the thinly veiled bigotry. So like perfect example is the conflation of trans people with pedophiles. Like there's, it's a totally legitimate concern to be, to, to want to throw pedophiles into the wood chipper and to be concerned with kids and sex trafficking and stuff like that. But you can be a legitimate person who just hates fucking pedophiles but now by saying that because there are so many people who say that because they're actually transphobic and want to label all trans people as pedophiles that like you can't always give the person the benefit of the doubt that they're just anti-pedophile without uh, like saying there's a possibility this person could just be transphobic yeah transphobic but also the new data on how many people who are like publicly how many how many people who are like publicly um anti-pedophile which is a weird thing to say but the people who are like always making accusations about pedophilia um 
the the amount of those people that end up being pedophiles uh, and like i mean like convicted pedophiles is like really yeah. is really alarming it's weird um, i definitely so think like, be- no no i'm sorry i was no I was just, just cutting just you off that- as usual yeah, it's it's a weird thing where you're like you know, like, yeah, pedophilia is bad, molesting kids is bad. Um you know, of course, but then it's like but if the you people don't make that are your whole personality then you're a groomer. Right, right. <laughs> you know, it's yeah. it's very very possible that the people that are constantly harping on this are either transphobic or are they are themselves also pedophiles. Um and it's just um it's just a sticky situation. Uh, yeah, for sure. Out of. I uh, yeah, it's it is uh, it's it's a super weird weird time, man. There's uh, I'm not really sure what uh, where it's gonna go from here. I will say though, and it could just be because I haven't been on Twitter. Um, I put a bunch of like I thought they were funny. Andrew was helping me out there because uh, I usually yeah. whenever I come up with a spicy meme. I'll run it by Andrew and be like, is this too spicy or do you get it? And uh, I made a bunch of memes the other day, like a week and a half ago, that were essentially like calling out people who make anti-pedophile. Everyone's fucking anti-pedophile. Like, unless you're a pedophile, you hate pedophiles. But Some pedophiles hate pedophiles too. The self-hating pedophiles. Sure. Out there. Sure. But, <laughs> like, you have to start wondering why all these people start making it a personality and posting memes every day about it. But don't actually... So the memes that I was making right. were essentially okay, like... Okay, so, so let me, hey, let me explain. Like let me explain. Meme, <laughs> there, there are public registries of pedophiles, actual pedophiles out there. How many of them have you hunted? Like, because you're making all these yeah. pedophile hunting memes. And his intention and so was against... to say that if you're so against pedophilia, you know... The, the resources that you need are out there, but you're not doing anything. What does that say about you? But what it came across as is like, hey, here's a neat way to kill people who are pedophiles. <laughs> <laughs> Which is like, you know, it's, it's, it ends up being a net equal. But, you know, it's, that's not what we were saying. I wasn't saying go out and kill pedophiles. I was just saying, like, because, because, you, know, you know, it's one thing to make it a person. You can't do that. Like, you're, not allowed to, you're not allowed to be like, you should go kill like these the people. It's like the dude who, like, wore sports paraphernalia all over the place but never played sports. You know, it just yeah. ends up being, mm-hmm. like, you know, it's is like this you're, your. You're actually a loser. Is, what, is, is like, this your hyper focus? Kind of a, is, this your special, yeah. is this your special interest? Like, kind of thing, you know, where it's, it's just. It, if it was something benign like that, it wouldn't be so weird. But because it's something that's that is act, actively actively harming people who aren't pedophiles, yeah, um, it's something that's like, all right, dude, like we get it. You hate pedophiles. Like, can you just shut the fuck up and either do something about it or get a new hobby, kind of thing? Right. Yeah. And again, yeah, that's not a, condoning that's a, not condoning going out and murdering people. No, on the sex no. offender registry. Don't do exactly. this. Don't do that. No. But theoretically, it's possible. <laughs> but but, like, you could, but <laughs> instead but of making it a meme, you, if you talk about killing pedophiles every day and you have never killed one pedophile, I am not going to take you seriously. <laughs> yeah, you're just an internet person at that point, which is all you know. Anyway, but that's that's the spiel. That's the uh, that's that's that's. I made a bunch of memes and I posted them all to Twitter. I didn't share them on Instagram, so if you don't. Have uh, if you have a Twitter, they're still there, but um, definitely uh, I didn't post them to to the Instagram because we're walking on thin ice there. 
on Instagram. They're looking for any reason to uh, <laughs> to to ban us. Yeah, good stuff. Yeah, well, it's still called Twitter. I don't give a fuck. Yeah, I keep fucking saying Twitter. I don't know. It's called X. They <laughs> added. It made me fucking cringe. They added these like grungy, like uh, like cross hatch marks on the app icon, and I just thought, like, dude, Elon Musk is still wearing like. Uh, what the fuck is that? F- that UFC brand clothing? Oh, uh, tap out, dude. He's like the tap, tap, out, tap out, out CEO of like he's got it's it's got like you know those cross stitched jeans that had like dragons coming up the legs that were really popular yes, in the yes. mid two thousands and shit like that. That's, like, that's him. The, that's that's him. what the app looks like, and I just can't take it seriously. So yeah, it's Twitter. It's Twitter for anyone who calls it X is a Fed. Yeah, totally agree. I don't know. That being said, somebody yelled at me the other day because I reshared a meme and I got the meme originally sent to me. There was no like it, there was no credit or whatever. It didn't have somebody's name. It's not like I erased somebody's name who shared it originally and then shared it as my own. I just reposted the 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 content of it. And uh they were like, "Oh yeah, you stole this from so and so." Um so you can steal ad revenue and get paid for interactions and stuff because you have a blue check. And I was like, well, you're getting paid for interactions? <laughs> what is this? I'm not, I haven't gotten paid for anything on Twitter. I'm just shitposting memes. So I don't know. Twitter's... Yeah, you just bought the, you bought the blue check so you could post stuff. Like... So I could rant for longer. Yeah. <laughs> so I wouldn't be confined to 120 characters. But that's oh. it. Um. We're going on two hours and 15 minutes, Andrew, and I know somebody said they wanted a three-hour podcast, but I got to tell you. Not tonight. Uh, I don't think it's I'm happening kinda, tonight. I'm watching my security camera to see when my wife pulls in, and I'm going to jet as soon as, as, soon as she does, because um, she's got two kids asleep in the car, and I need to help her get them in the house. Yeah, that's a good way to... Uh... It's a good way, good excuse to to call it quits. I have also to... out of myself for having security cameras. Uh, come at me, fascies. Outing yourself for having now security you know, cameras. Now you know I have at least one camera. You or at fucks. least you say you do. At least that's not going to discourage somebody from doing bad shit. It just has. It point. just provides evidence for the fact that it happened. It's a good point. It's a good I point. mean, truly evil shit. It does. I think it is a discouragement. A discourage. It's discouraging for people who want to do like mildly bad shit, like rob you. <laughs> but people are openly robbing Home Depots and Lowe's and shit with just masks on yeah. right now yeah. nowadays. So these like mob rob, like where they just go in six people at a time, seven people at a time with masks and grab like Milwaukee tools and shit. I don't recognize the world. I know. I don't. I don't know what's going on out there. I uh, yeah. I don't know. People are like, I would. I would. Fucking hit one of them if I saw them doing I would. that. Yeah, cool. And then you get wobbed in the face with a Milwaukee drill. No, see, what I would do is I would just uh, get out of the way. It's not my fucking store. I would talk I'm not, to I'm them not the and say, of other people's property. son, do you understand that you're making a mistake now? You're, you have so much to live <laughs> You've for. got so much to live for. You have so much Probably to live like, for. Would I'm you try that in a small kids. town? Yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> I don't fucking know. I just don't judge. Like, Yeah, it sucks. But people do shitty things when they're desperate also and i don't know what kind of if somebody, situation you know if six in. people came into my house to steal stuff that would be very different but six then people a going depot. into home depot to steal tools like i don't 
I like obviously I don't agree with that. Uh, I don't condone that. And you, you, I, if you ask not. me, you shouldn't steal. But like I don't have like an emotional, visceral reaction to that. Other than that, that must be scary to be there when that happens. But you know, just keep your shit together and stay out of the way. You know. Yeah, pretty much. Well, on that note, Andrew. Oh wait, 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 wait. We gotta get t- Timothy. Call back in. Um, oh, we gotta get, oh, you're we doing gotta get some. You're, is he he's doing give us the advice? Oh, is he giving us advice for the end of yep, the episode? Yep, that's right. Oh, we're all gonna, right, we're cool. Cut it off right I here. I was just gonna ask you that. Timothy, I like how call- we've never we've never called it dad advice, but it turns out that that's what it is. Is it dad? I like that because we're both dads. We're rarely the ones giving the advice, though. It's usually the guest. Yeah, yeah. But I like that. Wash your ass. Wash your ass. <laughs> Hey, check your tire pressure before going on a road trip. I can't tell. Somebody's calling in right now, but it's just a bunch of letters. Just answer it. Just answer okay. it. Okay. It might be Timothy. We'll see. It's probably not. It's probably gonna it's probably gonna be embarrassing. Baba booey, Baba booey, how much is penis? No, it's me. It's me. <laughs> it's Timothy. It's Timothy. Fast, uh, so I'm just like just, across the keyboard just typing random shit just to get back into the That's so funny. <laughs> I was like, it might not be Timothy. In. <laughs> well, because worst so actually, comes to worst, like it's a public link. I mean, anybody could have shared that link with anybody. So, oh, I just posted it to the Patreon, but anybody can copy it. Anyway, why are giving them all bad ideas? I don't give people <laughs> bad ideas. They just, Ooh. you know, I maybe good, that's good literally the definition. Anyway, what's your dad advice, Timothy? <laughs> all right, so I actually thought about this because you know what? Every like you watch your favorite show and you're like, yeah, I'm it. Like, and you're like, oh, man, it'd be cool to, like, you know, be on that show or something like that. Complete fantasy. I oft- I actually have that fantasy about the dad advice because I've had this in the back of my head for a long time. Oh, sick. <laughs> and it's it's the, it's very, very basic. And it's not wash your ass like whoever <laughs> shared that. Though, but, do, but do. Good, though, bye, yes. Yeah, but do. Uh, Don't just let the I, water wash down the crack. Sorry. Saying get a bidet, is that the advice? No, no, I'm no saying get your hands wash your ass. Don't just clean. let your shampoo run down your back and say, all right, my ass is clean. No, you gotta Who open your sh- cheeks. Who washes with the, the shampoo. <laughs> it's <Yeah>. a thing. <laughs> Some people do. Anyway, sorry <laughs> so, to interrupt you. Yeah. So it's uh, if I the one thing I well, I don't have kids yet, but one thing I will always impress upon them is uh, be kind, don't be cruel. And here's what I mean by that is like a lot of people will say, oh, be kind and be nice. And people think that means like, you know, very snowflakey kumbaya sort of thing. But the opposite of kind to me is cruel, where you're vicious, you're going for blood, you are yeah, denigrating yeah. or putting someone down. And you can do a lot of things that seem harsh, but still be kind about it. Yeah. There's a way to to get somebody's attention. There's a way to talk to somebody who might be having a hard time. There's a way of, uh, it's just in any action, be kind, but don't be cruel. Yeah. Don't like, you don't want to like hurt people on purpose for the sake of hurting them. Right. If there's something wrong, like if, if they have an embarrassing wardrobe, like, like just maybe say, Hey, you might, there's a way to say like, Hey, you you might want to rethink that without being like, you know, yes. you tell me how to be kind while I'm telling my dad he has stank breath because I told him that a couple weeks ago and he was clearly offended. 
Like, hey, hey, Dad, you might want to like, hey, brush your teeth again. I don't know. I, I was like, you want to brush? Dad? Did you forget to brush your teeth today? I don't, no, I don't know. See, that sounds. Oh, no, I too. would not say it like that. That sounds that's super very, bitchy. That's condescending. No, I, I, I it actually. No, go ahead. No, do you have an actual actual example? Because I did it wrong. The best He's my way dad. I, can I was like, Dad, end. eat a mint. Your breath stinks. <laughs> yeah, that's wrong. I wouldn't say that to a complete. Oh. Yeah, I wouldn't well, say. Well, I think your your intonation stranger, gave it away there, but basically, say, "Hey, I, your breath s- smells a little bit, a uh, bit." I, I, right. How would there's a really hard way to do that because almost you're every offensive way, smelling, and I'm ashamed to be your son. Yeah. <laughs> well, okay. Anyway, and then, of course, some people always kind of might get be a little sensitive, but the cruel way would be, "Oh my gosh, like don't go. You're not going to go in public, are you?" Like, yeah, there's, right. like a, yeah. there's some cruel Makes equivalent feel like to ashamed. that. Stink, yes. you're embarrassing me. Yeah, exactly. No, I hear you. He can't even brush your own goddamn teeth. <laughs> and I, I I see that a lot. I see there's a cruel intent to put someone down. And that's the one thing I will always impress. You know, do not be cruel. That 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 will be my dad advice for when I have kids, and that's what I try to impress upon everybody. I appreciate it, man. Also love your shirt. Oh, thank you. Oh, you want to, let's get a little clearer here. Unimpressed. Unimpressed. Nice. It's the two old Muppets. Oh, yes. yeah. Statler and I like it. There you go. <laughs> well, thank you, or, Timothy. Or as I like to call them Marley and Marley. That's from a, Ooh. Going that's, back and Christmas That's a deep Muppet there. cut. <laughs> that's a what? That's a deep Muppet cut. A Muppet Christmas Carol? Okay. A Muppet Christmas Carol. You never seen this? No. Oh, you're Jewish. I'm sorry. <laughs> I didn't like. I didn't like a, <laughs> a Christmas story. Is really the only Christmas in in uh, National Lampoons. Those are like really the only Christmas. Well, check out. I would check out if you're into Christmas stuff at all. I would check out a Muppet Christmas Carol. It's very good. I'm not into Christmas movies, but I like Christmas. It's a Muppet movie, more it's or less. Muppet. Yeah. Okay, all right, let me I'll let me rephrase it. this. If you want to be my friend, you're gonna watch this fucking <laughs> Muppet movie. <laughs> all right, I'll watch the fucking Muppet movie. Thank you. <laughs> Timothy, thank you for coming in twice. And, <laughs> Timothy, uh, thank you. <laughs> Timothy, thank You're you for welcome. being our ad hoc guest tonight. Uh, I loved it. You guys are doing, the, doing very good work. I, ever since I've found you guys. Like, ah, jeez. No, seriously, I'm, I'm not trying to like fluff you guys, but in all honesty, there's a reason I've watched. <laughs> I'm going back through your back catalog. There's very few people who are have the sort of inclusive gun culture of message that is all too um pushed to the side these days and you're one yeah. of the few who are really pushing it and i've i've really resonates with me and it's i never knew what was wrong with my love of firearms and kind of talking to people about it and feeling out of place until really until i met um until i started watching gun range and carl casarda yeah and then when he had his interview with you guys i've just been enthralled <laughs> oh gosh we okay. love carl we we stand for <laughs> carl on this on this uh podcast for sure <laughs> yeah Hell yeah. Um, you know, and I just, just what a guy. The Butterway, what Hunter called us the Butterway Boys. The Butterway <laughs> Boys. Butterway. No, the U and the E are not even close together on the keyboard. That's awesome. Yeah, no, we appreciate it, man. It's it's really cool that, um, you know, there are people out there who actually appreciate. There are people, it's nice that there are people where who this message resonates with. And I I know that there are people like that out there. It's just. It's uh, 
it's it's nice to to feel like people are getting something out of what we're trying to well, do. Well, because I was one of them for like a long time. Like I'm 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 living my life as a gun dude and consuming all this gun media, and I'm just like, you know, I'm I'm just like white knuckling it because I'm like like all these people <laughs> are saying really shit. That's just like <laughs> all these people are just saying shit that just drives me up the fucking wall, and I'm like, you know, like where is the stuff for me? And I and I will say that that in range stuff, like when I found. Um, I found in range by way of forgotten weapons. And I was like, this is it. Like, this is, this is my shit. This is my people. Um, but, but that was it for a long time. That was it. And, and, you know, in range never took off the way that grand thumb did and all those other channels. And it was just like, I was just like a wash in this content and people would go on the news. Gun people would go on the news and I'd be like, I'd be like, yeah, about the gun stuff. And then they'd open their mouth about something else. I'd be like, no, that's not no that's not it and it was just so it's just so frustrating living that way with like nobody saying the things that i believe and so i guess um so it's just my way of making it up to me to little baby andrew Aww. the new the new gun owner maybe so you're younger you can forgive <laughs> yeah your, uh, you can you can for, yeah yeah you know what I'm saying? I don't know what I'm saying. Yeah, I don't know what I'm saying either. <laughs> yeah, and what's really just, cool is like not even just not even us doing what we're doing, but what's awesome is being part of this community and seeing other people do it also. Like it's there there are coming into this, I had no idea who so many of these people were. I didn't know who Tactical Girlfriend was. I didn't know who right. I didn't know who Carl was. Andrew makes fun of me all the time because he'll be like, You remember that in range video or that forgotten weapons video or um, like literally reference anything. And I'll be like, I have zero idea what you're talking yeah. about. Cause he's, he's like, not, it's literally just... been, I didn't know. I feel ashamed saying this. I didn't know who Carl was like until I didn't know Carl was in range TV and I didn't know Carl's name, like all that stuff. Right. And, uh, Andrew mentioned him as like Carl Casarda. I was like, who's Carl Casarda? And he was like in range TV. I was like, Oh, Oh yeah. Yeah. I've never watched any of his <laughs> stuff, but you know, and like, since then I'm like, Oh fucking really? Like, this I've just never been on you like when I watch YouTube I watch fail videos and people falling down yeah, right. and, you know like it's my brain shutting off I don't educate myself on YouTube but like, <laughs> like what a what a wonderful place to start from when you're doing something like this to be like completely detached from like the online gun community because that's kind of almost where you like need to be to get to get in there and like have this message and be like a like a clean slate uh, you almost have to be like unaffected by the 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 weird cultural conservatism of of the gun. Well, perfect gun examples. I had no idea that Rhodesian brushstroke had a negative connotation. I was innocent. <laughs> yeah, I was like, it's such a cool camo pattern, guys. Look at these stickers I made with it. It's, it's so neat. Zimbabwe uses it. Oh man. Yeah, and like I had no idea why people were so upset, and I was like, and oh. like so, sometimes, sometimes these people are like super weird. The the like you cannot ever have this color on your th- fucking thing, but it, it, in this case, it is it is very sus sometimes. It, and not everybody, yeah, that but wears, like that was roadie stuff is is sus. But knowing nothing else about a person and seeing them decked out in roadie camo with an FAL, it's like okay, you know, this might be a white supremacist. Yeah, it, it's become virtue <laughs> signaling. Effectively, yeah. visually, it sucks because it's a rad camo, but yeah, it's it's uh, but that was like that was exactly it. Like, I came into this and I was like, I have no fucking clue what I'm doing, I don't know what any of this stuff means, and I just want to do this and I want like this group to be better. I literally just had you know, I've literally said it a minute. How many times can I say literally? Holy shit, 
Um, I know. Usually nuance is the sponsored word of your podcast. So thank you. Thank you. Yeah. That's another one. We get paid $2 from uh, Webster's every time we say it, but, um, yeah, I, it's, we've learned a lot doing this and, um, it's, it's a hell of a ride. I'm just glad that people are feeling like, uh, like it means something and I'm glad other people are picking, picking up the torch and running with it also and have been for so long that I was totally unaware of. <laughs> um, dog whistle, dog. Rhodesian Ridgeback. Oh, cause somebody said yeah. about a Rhodesian Ridgeback. <laughs> Max said it's a dog whistle dog. That's awesome. All right. On that note, before we descend into complete madness here and, and have to start fabricating topics, um, again, really appreciate you coming on, Timothy. Thank you for everyone who hung out this whole time and stuck with us, chatted with us, gave us topics. And, um, yeah, we love doing this. We'll definitely do it again. TJ's kissing us goodnight. You got to kiss the homies goodnight. Absolutely. And, uh, Thank you all. Thank you for your support. You guys are fucking awesome. The you're literally the entire reason we can uh pay people to edit this. Somebody to edit this. Like it is absolutely incredible that that's even an option. Yeah. I, I'm sure I've talked about it multiple times on other episodes. Oh but... my god. <laughs> Much love because <laughs> you know, I, I've I've been I've been talking to people who are like coming into the podcast new and they're like starting from the beginning and they're like it's a little rough. <laughs> it's like, a little yes. uh, recorded in the basement yeah and yeah. i'm like please i start most recent go backwards dude i'm so glad you experience. do that because somebody said that because i didn't realize that i do that also in a lot of podcasts the ones i listen to and i was like oh my god the people not to say it has nothing to do with our guests in the beginning but we just had no idea what we were doing I had no idea. I still don't know how to edit. Barely. You know, I, I know how to bare job. minimum. You did as good of a job as anyone could have asked Thank you. you to. It would suck. I'd spend like eight to nine hours on an episode and someone would be like, oh, hey, there's 25 right, wait, minutes of dead silence dip. at the end. I got to go. I got to go. Right, go. go open the game. Love you. Me. Bye. I love bye. you guys. Bye. Goodbye. Wait, wait, Andrew. Okay, we're going to end it. Don't fucking leave yet because it has to upload. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Thank Nobody you all for the listening. Browser. Everyone leave the browser open. You got it. No, they don't have to. I don't think they don't. Anyway, okay. <laughs> Thank you guys. This has been a great episode. Okay. Ending on that. Okay.